0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the moment—the decisive clash between. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that song. I'm just thinking about that song. That's such a great, that's such a great riff. <laughs> it really is. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, uh,
1: the, to throw off the, the cadence. No,
0: it's okay. It's okay. I was making this episode as I went along, and clearly I did not have the clutch concentration skills to carry through with it, so we're just going to stop doing <sighs> Could that. Could that
1: be a sign of what is to come? This is where... I, if I'm like... just going to
0: get easily distracted by every single possible thing.
1: <laughs> this is like in our uh, Linkin Park My Way music montage hype package video. Uh, halfway through it's you being like oh I've gotten distracted and lost my cadence and then it comes in with like a like a TV image of me like Nick's al- Nick always loses his cadence during the biggest most important times and this, this is as big as they come I wonder if he's gonna have it
0: yeah that's why I never became a professional a- athlete
1: yeah <laughs> that was the only deciding factor <laughs> really otherwise sick. you were Michael Jordan ask in every sport batman
0: yep which which uh, in some cases is bad but yeah
1: no you're you're a compulsive gambler and potential liar in every sport the power walking community is like we can't afford you doing this we don't have a professional circuit it's just the olympics
0: Oh, God, guys, uh, we have some lovely manga to talk about with you today. Uh, But also there is a pizza on the line (laughs) and I will run through any of you who try to get in my way (laughs) as I try and claim it uh, as I rightfully deserve to. Uh, But that'll be at roughly the midway point of this of this setup. We are going to stick with the format Mm -hmm. and we are going to cover our wrestle Goofy. Trivia times, uh, the usual time in the program.
1: This might be uh, the first time because I hear from a lot of people like, look, mm-hmm. I love your podcast. I'm grateful that you have timestamps so I can stamp past the, the wrestling quizzes. <laughs> this might be the first time people are like I'm going to I'm going to click it to go right to the wrestling quizzes because I have to know. Oh, we should have, you know, we should have created. We should have done like a Marvel does whenever they release one of their big movies where they create like a little image. It's like, hey don't spoil this like quiet about the results you know so people maybe the people can't listen live can find out the next day and still be shocked
0: yeah you know it'll be a poster of you going like and then and then be in the background either like with my head in my hands or like (laughs) or yeah well
1: well, we have two different versions that kind of gives the answer I'm like don't spill the secret file Nick wins (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> or we could do it or i guess we could do like the actual competent thing and have like you know b- both versions one yeah. on each side yeah of the, and then it's like, uh, the
1: reflected what? the reflection you're high and then you're low exactly
0: yeah i've never been high in my life i'm high on life well no <laughs> just <chatting. laughs>
1: You're like, nah. I, I definitely cruise at that. You
0: guys, you guys have no idea. Like, I, I kind of peak in turn when I'm on this show. It's <laughs> just it was so boring otherwise. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I'm. I, I guess. I guess I'm in a good mood, so maybe that's a good sign. Right. Uh, but uh, we have manga to talk about today, everyone. We're gonna start. With a chapter I almost forgot happened this week. Uh, I have to say, it's My Hero Academia, chapter 376. There is a cool two-page color spread with a bunch of characters in the, like medieval fantasy uh, attire.
1: Yeah, it's the top ten. They did a new popularity poll, and this is the top ten.
0: Um, I guess Super Rock is in there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's essentially the same top ten, I feel like, from last time, except yeah. that weird earthquake dude wasn't in it this time and right, someone else yeah. must have popped up in this
0: place probably Ida honestly
1: Ida's always high I think it was Kaminari maybe maybe something like that maybe. I
0: don't know maybe it was a rock actually it could have been all the pretty boys are there yeah. and and the problematic dad so yeah. Ida? Yeah, <laughs> he didn't know about that. He's been, he's, he's been keeping that a secret oh, from everyone. You
1: haven't seen his Twitter account. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, you're in for some surprises. Okay. So, this is actually. Let's just theory. say he's subscribed to Twitter Blue. <laughs> Leave it at that. No. God. That truly has become the perfect way to find if you should block somebody. If you oh, see absolutely. the check mark, you click in, they're like, subscribe. Hang on. You're Let me like, see. gone. Never again. It's
0: like, I've never heard of this person. Let me click on their name. Oh, legacy verified. There okay. Okay. All right. I'll actually have to judge them by the content of their tweets <laughs> as opposed to if they spent ten dollars a month on this sorry, eight dollars a month.
1: Unless you have Apple. Thing. Then it's twelve or twelve dollars a month, I think. Or $11. Oh,
0: right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Last time in My Hero Academia, a big thing happened, which was that uh, Kuragiri uh, awakened and he warped all the villains into the actual important conflict. Uh, And also, Toga used twice his powers and started summoning an army with the uh, self-cloning forever ability. So there was an implication that, oh man, did you get fucking killed by, by 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 Toga as twice. And then it was revealed no, no, she's fine. She just like had her goggles taken off her head. That's uh-huh. kind of it. So, uh... Uraraka and Tsuyu are going after Toga. Um, and including, and Uraraka had the badass final line. I'm putting massive quotes around badass of, we still haven't had our chat about romance, and uh, Toga uh, is, has you know, had her whole moment of, like, you know, I want the people who want to kill me to die, uh, moment, so she just says, I'm not some blushing schoolgirl in love anymore. And, yep. Their relationship has
1: changed. I mean, look, I, we didn't cover that chapter, um, I don't actually have a ton to say about it, but I, I will say, like, I don't know, there, there's some progress there. I would say of the many things happening in My Hero... I am interested to see what they end up doing with Toga and Oraka. It it should go somewhere, and I'm intrigued to see where it goes.
0: Yeah, the, the key word there is should, unfortunately. Yes. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, so there's a lot of problems going on. There are hordes and hordes of twice clones now. Uh, there is a fire that is messing up a lot of the heroes, including... Uh, including... Kamori, the mushroom girl from class 1b who keeps on kind of just like coming back I think that like Horikoshi kind of realized that people like liked how weird she was and so it just kind of like occasionally just kind of puts her back in the manga Um, maybe
1: maybe she's a fan favorite
0: maybe I don't know
1: (laughs) I don't either I'm guessing I I saw the character popularity poll I believe the second most popular character was Jiro as
0: she should be yeah, that's why she's in the uh you know, in the in the in the in, the, in, the, in this two page spread there, right? Yeah. Right? That's yeah, why she lost there. her ear. <laughs> that gets brought up in this in this <laughs> chapter. Uh shortly afterwards, uh Uraka and Suyu run into Tokuyami and Jiro and uh they were they're like, Oh my god, Jiro, your ear. And she's like, uh, I count myself lucky that this is all the demon lore took from me. Which is the way that someone who's lost their ear talks.
1: Yeah, the the way someone in that fight would respond. They're like, yeah, it could have been a lot worse. I'll be real.
0: (laughs) Well, in particular, this is all the demon lore took from me. As opposed to, yeah, I got kind of fucked up.
1: Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's a polite way of saying, like, it hurts, bitch, but it would hurt a lot more if I was dead. So, you know.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So... uh they they just kind of observe like, wow, this is really, really bad. We can't even get close enough to help out because the fire is so intense. Uh and uh our, our strategy has basically failed because all the villains that we separated out on purpose have been brought back together. We're screwed. Uh Endeavor recognizes that Dobby has copied Shoto's uh ability, uh, and he demands to know what, what his son has done to his other son. Uh and toy just kind of starts going on about how like well i mean i'm not gonna get to have my big moment the way i wanted to anymore but i'm just going to kill as much that you love as i possibly can on my way out essentially which yeah that sounds sure. about right yep. for him yeah uh weirdly weirdly quote-unquote sexy all for one uh talks about how smart he is every uh, <laughs>
1: time this guy shows up i'm like who is this just dude (laughs) hanging around all these shots and i'm like oh
0: wait this is the this is
1: the big antagonist of this series like there was like a group shot like in last chapter of like you know split panels of everybody there and i was like who's this like normal ass dude that's there and i'm like oh right the big bad guy the demon lord
0: uh, he talks about how he has his ooh, his chain of events that he can foresee and now everything is going in his favor. And look at me, I'm so smart because things were lucky for me. Uh, and uh, now he's like, all right, yeah, I'm just going to keep on following the way that things are rolling right now. And I'm going to get myself to tomorrow so that I can basically clinch this battle and have my reincarnation basically win. Mm-hmm. Um, he as he goes away from Hawks. Uh, Hawks uh, is like, you sure seem in an awful hurry, pal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. But uh, he says, don't you have faith in Shigaraki? And all for one says, well, in the truest sense, that body is not yet complete. There's a version why this version of me is still essential. So, I mean, you didn't have to tell him that, but I guess you just like hearing yourself talk. So that's fine, I guess. Yeah.
1: My dude just likes to gab. He's like, I should start up he a really podcast. Does. Like, I really like to talk. I can get guests. I know people. Like, I can just have people on it. we can just shoot the shit. And Hawks is like, ah, a lot of people just do that already. You kind of need
0: like edits for your podcast. Yeah. He's so, like, no, no, no. Listen, it's the perfect plan. I'll get cool guests on my podcast and I'll steal their quirk and then we'll talk <laughs> about
1: <laughs> how cool it is that I have their quirk now and they don't. <laughs>
0: It's like that's niche. And, and, no, 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 sorry. That's too clever an idea for off one. He's like, look, I'll steal their quirk and then we'll sit down and we'll talk about the newest season of The Walking Dead. I was gonna say he's like, I steal their
1: quirk, uh, they get real sad about it, and then we recap one episode of uh Coach and a day. <laughs> like a day. That's that show didn't run that long. Listen. Did you know that Patrick Starfish was in it? Well, Patrick Starfish wasn't in it. The man who voices Patrick Starfish is in it. It's the same thing to me. Do you understand cartoon characters aren't real? I need to know this. Do you understand
0: that they are not real people? Did you know that George of the Jungle was the guy who beat beat the rock in the (laughs) Scorpion (laughs) King? And
1: then eventually, I guess he gained a lot of weight. It's wild. I think it was a robot for a little bit.
0: (laughs) Okay, so um, Hawks basically tries to just like take command of the situation in the Endeavor fight and say, hey, look, our plan is completely busted. Now, Uh, our allies can't support us because of this ridiculous heat. You've got to stop Toya. And Offer 1 starts being like, oh, what's a cruel command for him? But as you can see, you abandon him. And Hawks just like, oh, my God, shut up. You lost to the number one here before. Shut up. Shut up. You're not cool. You're not funny. You're not great. Shut up. Sorry, that's me. That's me. He does, like, other stuff. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Hawks um, says all that. And Endeavor gets a weird kind of look in his face as he realizes that he has a duty to carry out, especially with, with Toya right here.
1: Yes. Interesting <laughs> stuff. It's a short little chapter, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it still ended up being pretty fun.
0: It is at least doing stuff we haven't seen recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. All right, Nick, let's talk about Undead Unlock. Number
1: 141 face to face. Uh I was gonna sing that song face to face, but I forgot all the way it goes. So never mind. Uh mm. we open with Gina, who has used her unchanged against Autumn, and she's like, I won't let you change anything I hold dear. That's what my unchanges fucking rips it in half, basically. Actually, there's like a big emotional montage in the middle, <laughs> but there is. Uh where she's just like, Yeah, I can do this, I can fight. Thank you to Fuko about how she was like, you cared for me. And thinking back to the scene of her crying after about how she's like, we have to change this organization so that people don't have to suffer like Mishina did. And she's like, and you kept doing it all for my sake. So she makes her big hat sword thing. And then she's like, boom. Any rule that dares to try is going to feel the change from my unchanged. Makes her sword, slashes Autumn right in half. Uh, and they're like, holy shit. That is wild
0: what you can do. Yep. Uh, and uh yeah and she like splits the clouds with it and stuff yeah
1: it leaves like a big crater uh captures autumn and then fuko starts to come out of uh the like the little book she was turned into and she's like oh i'm back does that mean autumn and before she can finish it we get one of the best reaction panels i think in (laughs) unpanied history and she just tackles into fuko and it's just uh it's a uh a great uh facial image from her uh, and she's like, "Great, you did it." And I'm sorry, I showed you all that stuff. And she just like, "No, don't be. It's not your fault. Besides, the previous me really did love you. The the one inside the book told me." And she said, "Our feelings will remain unchanged to the end of time and beyond." And Fuku's like, "Oh, cool. Thanks, Miss Gina." And then she's like, "I don't like that. That was like the past me, and this is the current me, right? So I think you should just call me Gina. Aww." Uh, and then we get the little narration that's like, January 9th, 1999, Operation uh, Metamorpho succeeds, essentially. And we cut over to base, and we see Gina has a... Uh uh, basically taking a little bit of inspiration from her her uh prior self and she's now kind of tied the coat around her waist and giving herself a bit of a a youthful kind of fun appearance now and she's like yep i just did a little way of copycatting it's my way of paying my respects uh and then they they talk about the soul orb thing that Foucault used and it's like oh yeah what do you what do you want to do with it and she's like oh there's just something i want to try she walks in on Nico and Ichiko, who are having their fights, as they usually do, where he's just like, take a damn break, you're getting in my way, like, fuck you, I'm gonna die anyway, so, like, just let me work, basically, and Fuko's like, oh, perfect timing, <laughs> <laughs> and just sucks Achika right out of her body, uh, her soul right out of her body, And she's like, hey, yeah, use this to extract your soul. It's because negation abilities are attached to the soul. Therefore I figured if I removed your soul from your body, the effects of unsleep would go away and your body could finally get some rest. And they look down and she is peacefully sleeping. And she goes like, Oh, thanks. That's awesome. Uh and she's like, Yeah, it puts a little bit of stress on the user, and I'm Hoping that you'll take this chance to get a hang of astral projection. She's like, ah, that technique came around from ghost being added. She's like, Ha, now look, Nico, I'll never fall behind you again. I'm gonna
0: keep Also she's putting her hands on her hips with her hair. Yes. <laughs> what 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 a weird cool detail.
1: <laughs> she's like, it's only a matter of time before the director's seat is mine and your And Nico just says, Thank goodness. Thank freaking goodness, Chico. And she's, like, nervous. She's like, holy shit. He can't see me because he's not a negator. He can't see this is happening. Uh, so he's like, she's like, Fuku, please tell him now. And he, she, Fuku's like, hey, uh, Mr. Chico's soul is watching you. And he just, like, throws the aside. of whatever. Drop dead, you worthless jerk. <laughs> uh, that one dude who's, like, another scientist comes in and is like, hey, we got a little detail that came in. Uh, It's time to start going after We had to capture this guy And they're like hey this dude's like a world Boxing champ isn't he how are we gonna manage That and also the ability The tragedy from his ability transfer Happens during this match right That means we're gonna have to let him Fight it out and it's like Like during a broadcast like how Are we gonna do it Fuku's just like I have an idea And like Nico's like is it A reasonable idea she's like don't worry it'll be Fine (laughs) it'll go great Uh and uh, Gina's just very confident. Like, it'll be a-okay, Uncle Nico. The fight with Autumn went well, and Fuca comes up with these plans because she believes in our abilities, so I believe
0: in her. And Nico's just like, whatever, what's the plan? <laughs> I like how he kind of doesn't really go along with it until the Chico seems to get for approval. Yeah. So. Uh,
1: cut over. It's now January 29th, 1999, in Las Vegas. Nick, you know what important uh, boxy thing happened in Las Vegas? Uh,
0: many things
1: that <laughs> that's right. That is where Ivan Drago kills Apollo Creed during an <laughs> exhibition match.
0: <laughs> Living in America in 1999, it happened, to, yeah. It's maybe. pretty
1: gall. Well, I mean, it's very far down the line, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Void is there <laughs> wildly. We are actually here. Who's just like, hey, we're having this press conference because my opponent must have run away. And I think he made the right. You know what? I'm not doing this justice. Nick, why don't you give his speech a try?
0: Uh, Well, how should I do this?
1: That's what calls to your heart, Nick.
0: All right. Hang on. No, 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 no. That's too much (laughs) trash talk. That's that's against the character. Hang on because his scrawny-looking net looked like a dried-up french fry. I'm just glad I don't have to knock his block off, dude.
1: And then some people come in and they're like, whoa, who are you? Where's security? And who should show up a Fuku? who's like, "Ooh, void volks. Your built is as good as mine. <laughs> <laughs> You've gotten sloppy volks. You haven't been paying attention at home. And Mrs. Volk's so lonely. Yeah, you haven't been thinking about that light in the garage you haven't been changing, huh? It's been weeks since she asked you to change that. You know who's been in your house doing it? It's been me, Volk's. I've been in there changing your light bulbs and
0: fucking your wife. Oh. Oh, the implicate. The, you really stopped being coy right at the end there. Uh, so,
1: Fuku has apparently uh, found a way to make an opening in the match so that Shield will challenge folks I have to assume some absolute insanity is about to happen. <laughs> Uh, to justify why this person, who uh, to my knowledge has no professional boxing career, is attempting is to a, challenge,
0: a, a, is a different gender, probably doesn't have a fighting license, is a different weight class. Oh,
1: certain. I was like, I think has, I think Volks has like a like a two foot lead on her or something like that. It's it's wild the height difference between them.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that nobody immediately is 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 like, oh, what a great fight that is. It's just like, oh, this is a weird thing that's happening at this <laughs> event. They're just taking yeah. pictures, like it. <laughs>
1: uh, and I do like the chapter ends with Nico being like, still think we should have trusted her, and Gina's just like, uh, maybe. <laughs> It'll <laughs> be fine. Yeah, I do love the comedy of these guys
0: all interacting oh, yeah. with each other. Uh, yeah, and if there's a way to actually get kind of interesting, what the hell's going to happen with? fucking void volks this is a pretty good way of going about it i think just uh, let's do a freaking professional boxing match mini plot and see what we can squeeze out of
1: it it's wild to think that void who is an entirely forgettable character killed in like chapter three uh actually ended up being like a fortuitous thing for the manga because now it has extra content to create in this new loop that we've never seen before. Like when we eventually get to like Chakara and top and all that sort of stuff, we have a general idea of how those things will go. Uh, Whereas here it's like, Oh, I have no idea what we're about
0: to do. (laughs) Yeah. It's almost like getting like a spin-off manga about the unimportant characters within the actual main plot line.
1: Yeah. It's good stuff. All right.
0: Let's talk about Chainsaw Man. Brum, 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 brum. Chapter 115, High Schoolers These Days. I scared a living shit out of me. Yeah. Uh That's the
1: My Chemical Romance lyric. I want people to know I wasn't actively afraid of high schoolers.
0: Oh, okay, oh, okay, okay. I thought you were talking about it's like you no know, high schoolers. Uh, it's no, it's scary like time, scary times. They had
1: some song where they're like.
0: High schoolers share the living uh, shit out of me. It's it's teenagers. Oh, teenagers I thought care. it was high
1: school. Well, high schoolers are teenagers. Let's not nickel and dime me, even though the entire Generally premise state. of my reference was wrong. <laughs> Semantics,
0: Nick Jesus.
1: <laughs> now you just uh, embarrassing both
0: sure. of us. At least it still fits the cadence. Yeah, that's high why. High schoolers thought... share. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Asa is pretty goddamn miserable. Uh, she is hanging out, uh, just lying in the middle of the endless hallway in the aquarium. And she says, like, this is this is hell. The hallway goes on endlessly. The hands on the clock don't move. You can't flush the toilets. And the fish started rotting in their tanks yesterday. Oh, boy.
1: Brutal. Uh, so at that point, so... they would have had to have been in here for like days. Right. It was flip ad. I don't remember the eternity arc from the first Chainsaw Man. I have like for whatever reason, that's it out of my head.
0: I think that they were in there for like a couple of weeks. Uh, and I guess if the fish aren't being fed, then they would starve. Yeah, they would die almost. Quickly, I,
1: yeah, you know? that's why I assume it would be a couple of days,
0: though. Yeah, It'd be at least a few days, probably. Uh, so the president of the student council slash devil hunting club. is Just, <laughs> just a giant sign over his head like I'm going to die. Now.
1: <laughs> I, I suck ass. <laughs>
0: he's just the only person who is near asa right now and he says we'd have escaped right by now if you hadn't broken that cell phone and asa i am so proud of her is so far beyond feeling guilt uh by this point that she's just like you're a chainsaw man well why don't you do something the guy's like what do you mean i'm chainsaw man it's like you you've got the starter cord on your chest he says oh that yeah yeah it's a uh, that's a surgical implant i love
1: it like os is like
0: what what <laughs> so yeah see i i'm i was i'm the president of the chainsaw man society's high school chapter which is such a weird thing i was a runner-up in the chainsaw man quiz show contest runner-up by the way not winner yeah so he's he's a real big chainsaw fan man fan if he's a chainsaw fan man uh <laughs> Owner of every piece of Chainsaw Man merchandise. I can't blame you for thinking I was him. Those have nothing to do with being Chainsaw Man. What the fuck are you talking
1: about? It's like, what about that time where you opened your chest and were like, Hey, I'm Chainsaw Man. I'm Chainsaw Man. Man. (laughs) So also, also he's like, like, you must have thought I was Chainsaw Man from all the Chainsaw Man (laughs) t-shirts I had.
0: You must have thought I was Chainsaw Man from the time I showed you the Chainsaw Man thing and said, I'm Chainsaw Man. She's like, No,
1: it was because I heard you got second place in the trivia contest about Chainsaw Man. God
0: damn it. So Asa just says, So you're not Chainsaw Man? And he starts laughing. And he says, Well, if I were Chainsaw Man, we would have broken out of this hellhole in no time. And he just starts laughing and laughing. And then he starts clearly breaking down. He's like, save me, Chainsaw <laughs> Man! Uh, he's like crying while laughing. Everyone's doing fine. They're all dealing with slowly starving to death and an escapeless place outside of time and space just fine. Honestly, the person coping the best with it is fucking Denji. Yeah. Because of course he is.
1: <laughs> he's, he's doing great. He's living his dream right now. Well, not. Nah, he's yeah. not. He's like,
0: but he's like, what am I going to do? yeah well he's not going stir crazy seemingly yet Uh, Yoshida says alright hey a man changes
1: after he eats the love of his life yeah (laughs) Yeah, you get (laughs) steeled by those experiences
0: (laughs) Uh, your metal gets tested yeah Yoshida says to him hey that's your cue there chainsaw man you gotta do something and Denji looks at him for a second in a I'm not sure if you actually want me to seriously answer that kind of way and but they says, I mean, look, the la- I killed the devil the last time because he actually you know came after us. But this time he's hiding. I, I can't. I, there. What, what am I gonna do? Can't you do something? And Yoshida reveals that he has a flip phone as well, and he decides to kind of hold it like L, which yeah. is kind of weird. Uh, and she's like, "Wait, you've got one?" But Yoshida says, "Well, even if we have a signal." we can't actually get a call out of here. It's been probably over three days and if help hasn't arrived, I'm guessing that time inside the aquarium has stopped. Uh, which makes, so that makes sense. Like, yes, even if you have a signal to contact someone outside, time is running differently for you. So you can't communicate with anyone. Uh, and, uh, the other members of the of the Devil Hunters Club are kind of showing different levels of going a bit of going of getting a bit of cabin fever. Um, the big eye patch guy is like shadow boxing, which is honestly the most normal that any of the yeah. three of them are acting. The cowardly one is licking the glass on one of the tanks, so they're doing fine.
1: That, they're doing just great. <laughs> they're going to get out of this and be a okay. Yep.
0: Yoshida says, "To be honest, even I've made peace with death this time." Which it's Yoshida, so do you really believe him, okay. or is he just waiting around for Denji to do something? Hmm. Uh, he says to Denji, "Do you think the Chainsaw Man would eat the Death Devil for us?" Hmm.
1: Very, uh, very interesting
0: phrase. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like, just gonna like, slide that in there. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Denji decides to go talk to Asa because he thinks that even Yoshida is going crazy. Uh, and he goes to go talk to Asa, who has um gotten inside one of the exhibit tanks. Uh, I guess one of the more kind of like turtle ones, because she's able to like sit down in it. Uh, and she says, hey, uh, everyone else is going crazy. Are, are, are you holding up okay? And Asa pauses for a second and says, I'm hungry. And then she says, well, so, so eat some fish. She's like, I can't eat fish. Uh, And there is just kind of a pause between them Moss has got her head in her arms. And she finally says, I'm sorry. I asked you on a date. It's my fault that you're mixed up in all this. And you're not going to understand this, but I was trying to turn you into a weapon. But even in this position where I'm cornered and starving, I can't do it. And it's not because I don't have the guts. It's not because it goes against my principles. The real reason I can't is because I have no idea what's right or wrong. My life is just one long string of attempts to avoid making mistakes. And that's why I'm a total bore. It's very sad and like, just like exposes all of the self-loathing and problems that she's been going through since before we even met her. Uh, And she tells all this to Denji who doesn't hear it because of a combination of he's doing something else, probably walking around to like the back of the exhibit. And also because she's got her head in her arms and is just talking into her arms really quietly. Because the next thing we see is then she has sat down in the tank with Asa. And he says, what are you muttering to yourself about? And she's shocked that he's there. And he's like, Hey, you can't eat fish, right? You ever tried starfish? he has got a starfish for her to eat. Which is probably a bad idea. Uh. There are like
1: a a ton of things I love about this one. I do love that we do get to see the Denji who really does seem to legitimately care about people. Like, we all agree, Denji, very rough exterior. Leaves a lot of bad first impressions. Not a lot of great second impressions. Third and fourth even ain't so hot. But eventually you do get to like a good side of him. I love the detail of just him climbing inside the tank. It's like a very sweet thing. And other people pointed this out. In Asa's little stupid fucking monologue about starfish, she mentioned they were edible. I wonder if he heard that, and that's why he's trying to give her starfish. I don't. I feel like that's a detail that like
0: he actually was listening, even though he was bored out of his mind. Yeah.
1: Like I feel like that's a detail we'll never get confirmed, but that feels like something you could very easily read into that exchange. And I think that's very sweet.
0: Yeah. This is a very, very heartwarming exchange between the two of them. Um, and I think that the, that if you're going to find a way for Asa and Denji to have even a single point where they're actually getting along, then this is a very nice way to do it. I have no idea how long it'll last, uh, given that, you know, they're kind of still on a collision course. Uh, but, hey, the... If there's an emotional connection between them of any sort, when that collision happens or comes close to happening, then we'll be much more invested in it when it does.
1: I think I'm ready for these characters to go from enemies to friends.
0: And be frenemies or be Anna friends.
1: Um, Anna friends is a new one. So let's let's trademark that. Let's start printing the (laughs) T-shirts.
0: All right, stamped it. All right.
1: <laughs> now they can't take it from us.
0: That's right. We 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 didn't go anywhere to do anything, but we stamped it uh, in an imaginary way. Therefore, it's ours. It's like Colin Dibst. spy family mission seventy three. Oh, there is a flashback to some bad times. Uh, turns out that. Uh, The guy who is running this uh, kidnappy operation had a daughter uh, and she was taking part in the peaceful demonstrations uh, that were, you know, that the government against the government and stuff. And uh, she got fucking killed. Uh, And that's why he has kind of joined this uh, this movement that is going against them. So. Uh, yeah, Billy sees like the corpse of his teenage daughter and decides that uh, he needs to do something about it. There is automa- there is, as we come to find out, seemingly more going on about the uh, uh, the circus that is not just what this guy is telling him, because, you know, he doesn't actually know for certain what happened with his daughter. But yeah. is on the bus. It's night, uh, and they're still keeping watch over all the kids. Uh, the guy who is actually driving the hijacked bus, uh, says like, oh, shouldn't we try and get, get Bruce moving with the second bus? And they're like, no, no, we're trying to avoid radio contact. His hostages are our Trump card now. Oh, the government has found out about it. Uh, and Yuri and a team of people move in and freaking tear gas them and beat them up, uh, And, uh, Yuri gets shot in the shoulder during it, and, uh, he kicks the guy who got him in the stomach, uh, and gets to be cool for about one page before going, ah, because, you know, he's, he's no longer high on adrenaline, See, so he got, he got shot.
1: So. I preferred the scene where he got shot. I thought that was his best character moment, when he got shot and rides around the pain. And, uh, my least favorite part of the chapter is when people start attending to his injury. <laughs> I thought that was a real low point of the chapter. Wasn't a big fan of it.
0: That sucked. Uh, no, don't show him empathy. No, no. Uh, the kind of creepy looking uh, government guy who who is trying to, you know, take over the operation from the police uh, gets permission to take things over from the police. And he immediately gets on a megaphone and talks to Billy and the others and says, all your comrades from the other bus are fucking dead. We're going to kill you unless you free the children. Okay, cool. Bye. Uh, he also tells them they have until dawn. Uh, and the of, of course, the uh, terrorists start to freak out about this. Um, one of them turns to Billy and is like, what would your daughter say if she saw you like this? We're not going to surrender. And then the guy is like, Billy's shaking now. He's no good to us. We can't count on him. So I'll be the one to do it. I'll blow up the bus and all the hostages with it. And Anya reads his mind, knows this is going to happen, and she, like, oh, this is bad. She's—he's actually going to blow us up. Uh, a strike force uh, starts to approach the bus, and everyone's like, "Wait, wait a minute! I thought you said they had until dawn." He's like, "No, no, 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 no. We're not actually going to entertain the thought of them, like you know, going." leaving here alive. We're going to attack them under cover of night. I'm going to kill them all. And that's that. And it's like, yay, the government's full of good people. (laughs) Can't be too coy with it. Nope. Anya Uh, realizes that they're coming because she can read their minds, and she also knows that they're in big trouble if this happens, so she decides to take action. She stands up from her seat, and she stands in the aisle between seats to do something. And that's where the chapter ends.
1: I am very intrigued. I don't know what'll happen, but I'm very excited to see what little Anya is gonna come up with because it looks like she's in a pretty rough spot, but I'm excited for her to get, like, a big hero moment. Yeah, uh, they, we've kind of established like Yor and Lloyd aren't here to save the day. Uh, we now know what uh, U- uh, Yuri's involvement was going is going to be, and it's not to fix everything. So, right. I'm, I'm curious to see. It looks like this is something that Anya has to get herself out of. And I'm, I'm very excited to see what they do.
0: Yeah, that seems to be what the setup is uh, leading us towards. And yeah, uh, let's see how them Duke boys get out of this one. <laughs> so,
1: Yes. Uh, now, Nick, I have some good news and some bad news for you. Uh, the bad news is we had to wait a little bit longer to get to the PvP wrestler game because we had to talk about Eden Zero. The okay. good news is we've already read this chapter, so it'll be quick. Yeah, <laughs> uh, It's the first chapter all over again, except they remember their memories halfway through in a montage of a bunch of scenes of them interacting, including many like set like like a scene of uh, Shiki looking at her crotch. And I'm like, cool. What wonderful memories we've shared together.
0: There's it's weird because you start off with the early memories that they have, and then you go to some of the adventury ones. And then it's to be like, Oh, just stupid goofy ones that have nothing to do with like their actual relationship, but that are kind of memorable because it was Z zero being stupid. And then there are some like much more romantic-y ship teasy kind of moments between them. Uh, And, I, In a way, I could kind of appreciate that. Honestly, if it went on like a little bit longer and you actually had a chance to kind of see like the different sides of their relationship. And then as it grew much more intimate and meaningful as it got close to them, just rejoining us in the present. But... I don't know. The fact that there's just that moment of Shiki staring at at Rebecca's crotch and then it's immediately followed up with that time they were in the VR program and Shiki had a giant body and and was in a Speedo uh, just kind of uh, sticks with you a little bit too long before you (laughs) come out of it. I mean, and it's uh, stupid.
1: The real problem is that they've been separated for all of 60% of one chapter. <laughs> like, one it's chapter. not like we've been waiting. Like, there will eventually be these similar emotions when Fuko does meet up with Andy. It's been established. They've separated intentionally. Uh, and then she had an opportunity to know where he is. And she's like, no, we stuck to our things. There's going to be a motion when presumably months and months have passed. Uh, whereas here, it's just like, I don't know, last week they were talking, so I'm not like, oh my god, they're together again. It's just kind of like, all right.
0: Yeah. So, that's it. Uh, that said, that's what I've come to expect from Eden Zero. That's so. true.
1: <laughs> well, Nick, one of, I'm not going to tell you if it's the winner, but I will say one of our more popular entries in our uh, our poll was for Fairy Tale 100 Year Quest, so you could potentially, if you lose this bet, be reading a lot more Hero.
0: <sighs> no <laughs> okay. no okay. no <laughs> it's not going to happen oh cause he's
1: confident he's figured it out
0: <sighs> alright alright uh, let's talk about Akane Banashi chapter 44 first practice on the road uh, so there's we kind of just get like a pretty rapid wrap up of the event that Akane was attending where she saw Rokuro's performance in the previous chapter Uh, and uh, then you know Urara goes on afterwards Uh, there's a moment where Akane goes to get her a green tea and Urara's like no 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 no. I'm parched so water would be better so Akane goes off in order to get a different drink and this leaves Rokuro and Urara alone for a moment to talk about her Uh, and Rokuro says do you think she's going to meet your expectations and Urara says well I don't know it depends on what happens next and Rokuro says and how about me have you thought about my proposal and Urara says yes and I said I would give you my answer after hearing your performance I will contact you again. And then Akane comes back with the bar that she was sent out for, and both of them are gone. So <laughs> this is great. Don't yeah. do this to people. It's not nice. <laughs> uh, the uh, journalist that uh, Akane got a chance to talk to uh, previously uh, just says, uh, oh, yeah, she, she went back to the changing room. Uh, and Akane says, like, "All right, thanks." And he, she turns to go away, and, he's, and he and he stops her. He's like, "Oh, uh, 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 I'm gonna go to that rokumeikai that you're gonna be at. So, so good luck." Uh, but when she leaves, he thinks to himself, "You know, I I, I listened in when she talked about her past uh, with Arakawa that day." So if I apologize to her for, like, snooping on the conversation, that's only going to make me feel better about it. If I'm going to write an article about her story, I should only do it after she tells me herself. And I'll stick to that principle. I'm in your corner, Akane Arakawa.
1: There you go. He's turned around. He's not a dickhead anymore.
0: It's a nice moment and it's nice to just to have a moment of like, I'm a journalist and I have journalistic integrity. <laughs> I was not told I was not told something with you know with permission to print it, so I'm not going to screw over this fifteen year old girl <laughs> any further than I already have. She's eighteen, isn't she? No. She's like sixteen. So I'm pretty sure she's older than that. She was graduating high school. I don't think she's eighteen yet. I think she's getting there though. Okay. I forget. I forget. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pull myself to that. Uh, so. No pizza bat, Nick. It's happening. No. 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 Uh Akane has got renewed confidence, and she's you know feels like she's got her sense of direction again. Uh, and so she goes to Arara, uh, who says, "Yep, we're going to practice the story starting tomorrow. So prepare yourself." And Akane's like, "Yeah, I'll be ready." They meet the next day. Um at a karaoke studio. A very, very nice one. I was going to say,
1: that I really An just, obscenely nice I one. I just thought it was her fucking living room brow fucking... Nice I thought it I was, was
0: too. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, karaoke halls, like, in, J- in Japan can be fancy. This is a fucking fancy karaoke
1: It hall. has <laughs> vases in it. Yeah. And, like, what, and mirrors. Like, what is this shit? Uh,
0: so, uh, Urara's regular assistant is also there uh, and Akane is there and she's kind of just like shocked and she's like, I mean, like I, you told me that I learned the story at, at karaoke and and even Akane is like, wait, this is a karaoke room. What the hell? Um, but she also says, I thought, you know, you were kind of supposed to learn your master's stories at, at their home. Uh, And Arara's assistant says, well, actually, it's often that you learn backstage or at a Rakugo Federation practice space. It's uh, probably rarer to learn at home. But, you know, Akane's background in Rakugo is not typical. So Uh, the assistant also pulls out a phone, uh, which Akane is like, what's that for? She's like, oh, I'm going to record the audio. You know, it's 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 an oral tradition. So there's like there's no official script to it. And so the student's supposed to hear the teacher perform and learn it that way. But it's kind of hard to memorize a story you've heard on the spot. So we record it with our smartphones or an audio recorder. Wait, have, have you never been taught a story before? And the guy's like, no, 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 I've been taught stories before. I just, you know, I've I've, I've been learning it since before I ever actually had a phone. So it never occurred to me to, to do that. Um, so that they established all that. And then it's time for Akai to, you know, learn the story from Urara. And she's like, all right, yeah, this is, this is a big moment for me. I'm not I'm going to learn something from a different master. Uh. Urara says, OK. May 19th. Uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> she, she comes in with a narrator voice.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh. But she she does you know, a very audio recording kind of thing. Like, I'm, I'm establishing what date it is. And she's like, I'm now tra- beginning a training session for fetching tea. But she also says, Mayura, since you're here too, then you're also going to learn it. Uh, and she explains how she learned the story from Shiraku. And she says, and I'm going to teach you the format that I use for this story. Uh, there is a moment where uh, Mayura says in Rakugo, it's taboo to watch another performer, another's performance if you're an audience member. So even a direct apprentice can only listen to their master's performance as though they are in the audience within the context of a lesson. Uh, and the first time I heard her, I was so entranced that I, I couldn't even like learn anything from it. That's just you know how different it is to be in her immediate presence from watching The Wings. So she wonders if Akane is going to keep it keep it together, and Akane is just like intense, focused, paying attention, and she's like, yeah, yeah, just, just ready to go. Uh, a half an hour goes by, which is uh, wild.
1: Like yeah. I know that rock goes kind of long, but like mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm just like, fuck.
0: It's so yeah, long. how do you listen to? I'd I'd lose, be br-
1: I would lose my mind uh, attempting to do that. But there, I say, as I'm about to record another hour a and a half long podcast. podcast <laughs> <right>? <laughs> how does people? Yeah. How do people do this? with superhumans?
0: What are you talking about, Quinn? You tell stories by yourself for two hours every week
1: oh it's never been here (laughs) it's just me running to another camera real quick (laughs) that's right now let's talk about this thing
0: oh the best possible use of instant transmission right (laughs) so urara asks Akane if she has any questions after the performance is done and Akane says, yeah, yeah, can, can, could you judge me just doing the first interaction between the man and the Oiran? Uh, and Mayura start, starts to like say like, hold on, hold on, what are you doing? But Arar says, oh, don't, don't stop there. I'm I'll, I'll judge your, like your entire performance. Do it from the start. Go ahead. Mm. So, uh, Akane does it. And, uh she just kind of thinks about how like you know i've kind of always been good at this just kind of like you know watching someone perform and just picking up on it and uh there it gives the imp- there 15 more minutes go by uh which i guess if you time it out it's i guess urara spends actually like hang on so it's 14 I mean, I guess we don't know how long Urara spends actually giving the backstory of the story before getting to the performance. Mm-hmm. But it does kind of seem like Akane spends less time on the performance than she does, because it's only about 15 more minutes before hers finishes.
1: Well, she's not completely finished. She she gets interrupted mid-story. Okay. So I don't think it's supposed to be that she does the whole thing. She just, like, eventually mm-hmm. Urara says, that's enough.
0: Yeah. I, I,
1: I got what I needed.
0: Yeah. Yeah um but my is kind of blown away because akane is like wait a minute so she's never used a phone for rakugo practice sessions does that mean she can just memorize a story after hearing it once what what the fuck <laughs> um and uh akane is like i think i fixed all the parts that were different here in my memory so here we go and so she starts to go through it but then urara starts kind of chuckling and she says, that's that's very interesting. Uh, and Akane says, well, what did you think? And Urara says, well, it wasn't bad, but it's just as I thought. The oiran doesn't suit you at all. I think the story and the teller aren't oh. suited for one another. Oh, no. Which confuses Akane more than it dismays her because she's like, wait, but Master Urara picked this story from me. And now she's saying, it's just as I thought. So wait, what? And Urara looks at her with this kind of mischievous look on her face. And she just says, Ooh, so what now? And that's it. Gotta say, what so. is
1: what is what what is it kind of gonna do, Nick? Maybe she kills Urara and <laughs> wears her skin and performs as her. I, that's no, I my, am. Her. That's my prediction. But I think you've got a better one.
0: Uh, my prediction is that won't happen. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. Unfortunately, we did make a pizza bed ahead of time. But... That's a good point. That's <laughs> well, a shame. Yeah,
0: but good Always chapter. Got to read the vibrant. Yeah, it's intriguing. I want to see exactly what's going on. I mean, it, it. You get the impression that Urara is trying to is trying to test Akane in some way. Therefore, she's more deliberately laying a challenge out for her than she is specifically trying to to, you know, nicely coach her. Uh but exactly what she's doing is unclear yeah. so far. Uh all right, let's move on to blue box. Uh, yeah, blue box. That's not
1: yeah. the, that's not the theme song for it, but if it needed a little one. Yeah. I was stunned to find out recently Pusha T is the one who did the McDonald's theme song, the ba 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 And I was like, I just don't believe that. Like that song's been going on for like 30 years but apparently it's true
0: I've heard the name Pusha T before <laughs> I've heard it before
1: I was like did I ask too nerdy of a person about this
0: you asked too not hip hop of a person okay like that's that's the problem that's so.
1: true if I had asked you if I had given you a fun fact about Ailstorm, you'd have been like it, fuck yes. yeah this rule <laughs> This is the coolest. I'm like Nick. Ailstorm came up with the McDonald's jingle. You're like that seems really what? out of character for them, but fuck yeah. ba <laughs> 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 Ah, now I see it. Now I see it. You know what? I haven't been listening to it that closely all these years. Now that you say it again, it's, <laughs> it sounds. A lot, it makes a lot more sense.
0: Oh god. All right, Blue Box, chapter number eighty-three, déjà vu. Uh so Taiki and Shinatsu have fucking ditched dickhead basketball dude who rudely interrupted their not quite a date. Uh and they're on the, the train together and they're just talking about how they got to go to see that cafe, and it's like, oh that apple pie was really good, and they're like, yeah, well, time really flew by today. Um, but uh Taiki realizes that they're approaching a certain station, and he's like, hey, do you mind if we keep hanging out for a little bit longer. I want to show something. something. Um, and uh, he takes her, he wants to take her to a place. And uh, once he leads her to it, it's just kind of this v- viewing area that has a beautiful view of the city. And she's, you know, initially stunned by it and saying, oh man, this is beautiful. It feels like time's passing so slowly and Taiki's, of course, just looking at Shinatsu going, I wish time would stop. I don't, I don't want this moment to ever end. Um, But as they're there kind of looking over things, uh, Taiki looks around and kind of realizes, like, there is a lot of couples here. This oh. is a super romantic spot.
1: I may uh, have misjudged this.
0: <laughs> maybe. Maybe this wasn't quite so much a casual guy and girl date not date as i thought um but chinatsu doesn't seem to notice any of this she, she looks at taiki and is like i'm kind of surprised that you know you would know about a place like this I'm sorry if that sounds rude and taiki just thinks to himself i started researching places that we could go to so hard when i knew that we were going to go out well he doesn't say that he thinks yeah, that he thinks that yeah, and she just that.
1: continues her her line
0: yeah, she's like, Oh, have you been here with someone else before? No, no, no heard, one. I never, never heard this. From. I didn't kiss her,
1: off. pushes her off the side and runs. <laughs> you are like, Taiki, my guy, you need to really work on your panic when someone confronts you about anything. Um, <laughs> uh,
0: but Shinatsu says, Yeah, it's my first time being here, too. Um, and you know, up until now, I always thought that just hanging out like this was kind of like slacking off. Uh And uh then Taiki just kind of has this like, oh, look to him. So we pick up with the conversation that was at the very end of the previous chapter that Nagisa was having with her classmates about Yumeka, uh, who was her and Shinatsu's, uh teammate. And she says, yeah, yeah. So if you weren't at Aimei, Uh, until high school, you wouldn't know her. Yumeika had this absurd practice regimen and her attitude was fucking awful. But she was also insanely brilliant at basketball. She was our MVP in junior high and Chunatsu, in particular was super, super tight with her. They were were perfectly in sync. They were in peewee basketball together. They were always together. But... Then all of a sudden, she just quit basketball when she got to high school. And without telling anybody about it, she just left the school. She gave a basketball. She sneezes because someone's talking about her. Uh, and uh Taiki immediately is like, oh, man, you can't catch a cold. Are, are, are you OK? Oh, put put this over your shoulders. It's like, oh, yeah, they just bought a jersey for him so he's like oh, "It's it's it's fresh so you could use it as a windbreaker and I don't, I don't oh and i've got heat packs my mom made sure to pack them and 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 she not to just kind of smiles at him and She's uh, put
1: on the jacket already she's just yeah she,
0: she's put it on yeah. she's warm and cozy and stuff and taiki's like why why are you smiling at me and she says i'm just having deja vu because like way back in the first chapter, like the same thing happened, uh, yeah. between them, where he was concerned about her health and it's he like, Oh, here, wear this and he just you know Taiki's now self conscious about that, like, oh you must have been like creeped out, you know, just some stranger, some younger guy just offering you stuff and making you wear his scarf. And Jansu says like, I mean I was shocked. Yes, that was surprising. But I didn't think you were a creep. And because even though we had never spoken, I still saw you every day, so I knew you were honest and diligent, and I figured you must be an upstanding guy.
1: I like that the, the scenic breeze passes by at that exact moment for her as well. Yeah. She's staying in front of Glassnick. Uh, Where did that wind come from is my question.
0: She's magic, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so she's, you know, holding the the jacket around herself. Uh, She looks at uh, Taiki and she says, next time, what will you have for me? Which has got to be like, Taiki must be like, oh, my God, this is the greatest moment of my life. Um. Till he gets home and he's like, fuck, what do
1: I get her next time? What do I do? Put on my pants. Put them on. (laughs) Where my shoes?
0: (laughs) Where my nose ring? Just
1: rips it out of his face. (laughs) (laughs) The extra cartilage will keep you warm.
0: Um but they're just kinda quiet between each other for a minute. And, and Taiki says, I don't have anything I can give you, but there is something I want to tell you, Chinatsu Senpai. <gasps> what is he gonna say? <gasps> oh. Someone's here. It's a long haired girl holding hands with the with a guy with glasses, and she says, Yeah, Natsu. dude,
1: the lead character for Persona Five, that's Joker. <laughs>
0: If you say so. Sure. <laughs> uh, and Chinatsu recognized her immediately. It's Yumeka, who we have very, very rapidly about, like, oh, who is this person here? Here's who it is and stuff. But here she is now. Um, And Taiki I, either recognizes her or recognizes the name that Chinatsu says. Uh, but before he can really think about it, Yumeika approaches the two of them and says, oh, so little Natsu got herself a boyfriend. And Taiki's like, I'm not her boyfriend. It's like, huh? Wait. Wow. You're the the girl who never cared about anything but basketball. You actually found love. Guess that means you gave up on dominating the basketball world. Ooh. And she has this like mocking smile on her face. That's very off-putting
1: yeah i mean uh, she definitely gives us strong like wild bitch energy i don't know better. yeah there's a better way i could probably phrase it than calling a child a bitch but i don't know she just has like i'm here to stir shit and enjoy every fucking second of it energy right now
0: yeah uh shinatsu just looks shocked uh th- that's kind of it uh so that's our chapter things are going to get stirred up, definitely, uh, interrupting our very heartwarming little date that that our heroes were going on. But uh, it might be interesting to see this idea of like, you know, personal attachment versus, you know, personal accomplishment, Uh, what kind of compromises and inabilities to compromise go along with those two conflicting ideas. Can you dedicate yourself to an activity while also dedicating yourself to a person? That seems to be the big idea that's been being built up recently.
1: Indeed. All right, Nick. morgue morgue, Morg, morgue, Morg, 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 Morg,
0: So. Uh, the Cassatet Quartet. Chapter six of Cypher Academy. Cypher soldiers value being rough and ready. What is this? Uh. So the teacher gives them a puzzle, which is the word question written backwards and very strangely. And so Iroha can't figure it out to begin with. He can tell like, wait, does that, that looks like an EUQ. So so she said noitsuk. So is that a palindrome that means question? Uh and then Toshisai says, "Well, it's it, it read backwards, the word is question, which is very obvious, I, by the way."
1: I was gonna say, she says a lot more condescendingly, which is read backwards, it is question. Even a complete idiot could see that, and I, I right. I just need her, I need to find out she has like a dragon thing or something like that to complete the full Seto Kaiba like resurrection of this character.
0: Oh, well, now we know what the voice for her. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, um. So, well, we also find out that there, there is like a canonization of something that happened in the last chapter that she said which oh, is for, that uh, she...
1: sorry just for when we do uh, WMR lives Cypher Academy every chapter absolutely,
0: <laughs> <Okay>. absolutely. <laughs> so uh yeah, she she points out that, like, so the idea is that since you're kind of led to read the word backwards, then you kind of think about reorienting the word in different ways. So then if instead of reading it horizontally, you read it vertically, then it spells out answer I, instead of question.
1: This must have been such hell <laughs> to create and like work and draw. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Uh, we have not really, like, fully talked about the fact that uh, Kogane, I think is her name, uh, just, like, now has, like, or Kugoi, uh just has, like, a little fucking segment. I, th- I think we mentioned it before. But yeah, we are, like, really briefly. delved into the fact that, like on every page Kago is just like, of them. calligraphy is really, t- like the manga just kind <laughs> of starts to talk about itself, but it still does it in character, but be like, this puzzle was really hard. I'm pretty happy and accomplished about it. And it's like, I do kind of love the idea that this manga has <laughs> a character just like, dude, this manga rules. It's so hard to do everything. <laughs> and I'm so cool for doing it.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, so as a step up from this, the, instructor has lifted up the puzzle and then says, all right, Toshisai, using the same method, can you solve it just as quickly even if it's in pieces like this? And she dumps the platform that the word is on and it collapses into jigsaw pieces. And Toshisai looks at it and is like, well, no, it's not possible to solve the puzzle while it's in this form because you need to put the puzzle together first and then solve the code. And the instructor's like, well, yeah, that is the case. But that's also what codes are. If you can't scrape together fragmentary information and put it together into a code you can solve, then you'll be useless on the front line. Which is like probably the most actual code breaky thing that is piece of information that has been in this manga so far. Just like sometimes you don't have a nice clean thing where all the information is presented to you. Sometimes you need to pick up scraps and then figure it out that way. It's like, yes, that is what you have to do in order to figure out codes and stuff in the real world. Mean, it's not a games magazine.
1: Thing. I was going to say, you mean codes aren't usually handed to you on worksheets that are like, can you solve it? Yeah. All <laughs> oh, the morgues rely on this.
0: <laughs> uh, so the instructor says each of you is going to have a jigsaw puzzle and each one is different. They all have a plain black background to try to so try your best to solve it. If you can put the puzzle together, so they're like, okay, so we have to put the jigsaw together, and that's it. So maybe we don't need to work in pairs then. And she said, no, 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 no. Now you have a quartet to work with, and she just dumps another jigsaw on top of the previous jigsaw, and she's like, yeah, two jigsaws all mixed up. Now it's a team task, right? And uh. That's not how you mix up puzzle pieces, by the way. (laughs) Come on, all the first ones are going to be at the bottom. (laughs) Duh. Duh. So some of the students start to react to this and Yuroha and some of the others are are realizing like, oh man, like this doesn't just like arithmetic arithmetically make make it difficult more difficult. It's like exponentially more difficult because they're being mixed up this way. But um, the creepy
1: the warlock person i don't yeah. like, i like i don't know what to say but that character definitely plays a warlock when they play the yeah game.
0: she points out like hey so one of our one of our teams has three people in it. don't they have an unfair advantage uh and so they start just like huh yeah okay Let's give him a third jigsaw, (laughs) so just dumps another one
1: on there, and was like, what? No! It's bullshit! I just love the daggers stolen. I don't remember this character's name, so I'm just going to call her Kaiba. Uh, That Kaiba is just like, you fucking bleeding heart piece of shit.
0: So everyone puts their desks together in order to start working on their puzzles. And Hiroha is, like, hovering around Toshisai. says like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Just like, just shut up. Just shut up. Just shut up!
1: I love uh, it. I love it. Silence. Like, oh, but it's because of me. Please be quiet. Oh, but I made the... Shut up! Like, can't stand you!
0: So she looks at Hiroha and is like, do you want to be told I'll kick your butt so hard that your back teeth will rattle? Which... <laughs> It's like, all right. And then she's she's given a little extra introductory panel. Catchphrase. Frequent use of slang involving the buttocks.
1: I mean, she did say kiss my ass and I'm going to kick you in the butt. So maybe she does just have like a butt thing for for her quotes.
0: Yeah. It's like, hey, it makes her more colorful.
1: I like the idea. She finishes the puzzle. She's like, buttastic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> she, like, she's like, I gotta keep to my gimmick, you know? I can't break you know, a that... <laughs>
0: <laughs> So um the kind of gloomy girl uh raises her hand while Toshisai is like, God damn it, I thought this was gonna be easy. Uh this sucks. Uh but the, the gloomy look girl says, Hey, should I just quit? I look I didn't really ask to be included in the group. And you know, maybe it just wasn't meant to be. And Toshisai starts to be like, fine if you want to just like step out and get out of here. But is like, no, no no you can't quit. Like you're on the team because I wanted to be on you to be on the team. So no, don't don't leave. You can't leave. Don't. Uh we'll get through this. Thanks to Toshi San. And Toshisai says, What the f- me? Come on. You, you talk a big game and then leave to me. Fuck you. But she admits to herself privately, like if I want to be the the leading private of the class, then it's not going to look good if I just abandon one of my classmates and cast her off. So, and that also includes this asshole, too. (laughs) So she's kind of stuck in this situation. Uh, But uh, after Iroha's pep talk, the gloomy-looking girl rolls up her sleeves and is like, alright, get behind me and get out of of the way. And uh, Toshisai starts to step forward to her and say, hey, you can't just, like, take over the team. And Iroha... Reaches out to stop her, but it does so in a, a kind of like very hesitant way, which is by grabbing her coat sleeve, yeah. which is also like meet cutie, which is, again, not like there. there's continuing tropes of these two being pushed as a romantic couple, which Shonen, Shonen Manga going to Shonen Manga. Um, but uh, she says, hey, uh, I think this is actually going to be fine. Because you might have heard it before, like Kasuri didn't actually even lift her pencil during the preliminary task. So what are we going to do? Uh, Iroha says, I think that instead of trying to solve the puzzle or not thinking that she could solve the puzzle, she had actually already solved it. Because what I saw in her desk wasn't a pencil. But the completed answer sheet, and <laughs> how did no one notice this? <laughs> uh,
1: uh, this entire sequence is really magical because <laughs> we had to like be like, well, I mean, come on, this is a show to Manga. We need different like gimmicks for our characters. Like, yeah. yeah, but everyone here solves puzzles like. What if they had puzzle-solving gimmicks? Yes! (laughs) Puzzle-solving gimmicks! You're like, but this character seems like she's so lazy. What's her puzzle-solving gimmick? She moves fast!
0: (laughs) (laughs) She, so, yeah kasuri fucking moves really quickly her arms start snapping out and she has a technique called three-armed sloth starter which is really silly and everyone in the class is just looking over like what the fuck she's moving really quickly and uh iroha is thinking to himself like yeah toshisai you know thinks really quickly but kasuri-san moves faster and for this kind of task, we need someone who moves really quickly in order to actually put the puzzle together so then we can solve that puzzle. And compounding this, the instructor thinks to herself, Irohazaka chose this girl without any hesitation. Uh, so Toshisai thinks quickly, Kasuri moves quickly, and Irohazaka decides quickly. Which, I mean, we have seen that demonstrate that Iroha has just good instincts, uh-huh. even if he's not a very good logical puzzle solver yet. Uh, Kasuri completes the jigsaw puzzles, three of them that seemingly have identical pieces, I will point out. So that's kind of crazy. Uh, and then she kind of collapses and Yoroa catches her and she's like, I'm sorry. you know, I, 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 I got carried away and I tend to be kind of gloomy and weak. So I'm not really suited to being the leading private. So I thought I would just you know, withdraw and not try. But, you know, you decided to, you know, ask me to do this. So a meeting by chance is preordained, as they say. And I like that we have the catchphrase added in there. A meeting by chance is preordained, as they say, because that was not really applicable to the conversation and the speech that she was giving. So (laughs) I'll excuse it if it was just her little little characteristic that she says sometimes.
1: And then uh, Seto Kaiba is like, your butt's cool. That's how I say nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: we are presented with more of the niotsi-qs, Uh But this time, instead of being a single word, they're like word searchy. And Aww. also they have characters that are neither numbers nor hiragana nor letters uh, some of them look just like freaking emojis. Uh, now, so this
1: is an important question, Nick. How many have you solved already? None. Oh, None. you're the smart one on the show, Nick. <laughs> what
0: am I gonna do, dude?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Put on your fucking magic puzzle solving glasses and finish this. Okay,
0: okay, I'll figure it out. I'll see if there's some if there's something that if there is an actual thing that I can like. Find by staring at this enough i'll see if there's like a modicum of one puzzle that i can find because i don't think that there is i'll be curious so we get three different puzzles one for each of the students and they're, and they're all staring at them And it's like okay we've got three different ciphertexts. texts now nothing's mixed up we get one each to solve it seems like we'll have a fair battle but big twist as uh, Warlock Girl and Gyaru Girl are working together, Warlock so Girl adorable. pulls out a pair of star-shaped sunglasses and says, Yes, I am your glasses holder, Oberochi. Ice cold reading. Nate! She's got her puzzle-solving
1: glasses, there's too! There's an evil puzzle-solving glasses user? Nonsense. An evil... One hundred things I want to do before I die in the zombie apocalypse, user. <laughs> Have I been so blindsided by an evil, an evil mirror to our lead character's Bane gimmick?
0: I loved this chapter.
1: <laughs> it's so wonderfully bizarre in so many ways. I truly like. Ah, oh, I love this series because like. Even if I don't get what's happening, I just love how it's executing everything. Like, this is slowly turning from, like, an ironic love to, like, a oh, thank God. Thank God you're in my life.
0: Yeah. If this lasts long enough, we're going to have, like, another, like, uh, Seventh Samurai kind of thing, situation. Or what is it? Samurai 8, that's what it was called. I... Where it just, just like, look, this is terrible, but I need it in my life. Don't <laughs> inject, let it end. Inject,
1: inject these morgues into my veins! <laughs> it was... It, it, yeah, that's great. Alright, let's talk oh, about right. Ginka and Luna, Nick.
0: Ginka and Luna, Chapter 16, Ginka versus Scheherazade. Bless well, you. Uh, Ginka, Ginka versus Scheherazade. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ginka has arrived to save the day, He's squaring off against Shahrazad. Uh, there, <laughs> a bunch of librarians come towards the ruckus finally and show up, and are like, "Hey, quit making all this hey, noise!" Hey, what's going on? What's going on here, Master Shahrazad? What's going on? He yeah. ah! <laughs> just turns them into balls, <laughs> screaming balls with fuses coming out of their mouths. It's, they really
1: waste no time, just like. Being like, man, I hate Master Cesarezzi. He
0: sucks. Like
1: anytime I see her, she's turning people into bombs. Dude, I hate working here. Like legit,
0: it sucks. Oh man, Dave owed me twenty bucks, but then he got turned into a bomb. Like, I, come on. No,
1: my only, my only comfort is I owe Ralph twenty bucks, and he's never going to see it again.
0: <laughs> oh man, Uh so. Ginka immediately snaps into action, uh, diffuses the bomb people uh, with his limbs, and Shahira's art starts saying, it's like, come on, what, why are you even bothering to save them? They're just garbage factories converting food into excrement, which is gross, but an accurate way of, you know, assessing biological, you know, entities, I suppose. Um, and uh, she says, like, look, I kind of figured that at one point we could stand, understand one another, but if you're going to ally yourself with garbage... And that garbage is all you are. And then she cuts him into pieces, but he's a snowman. So he's fine. Uh, So, but she has, you know, real seems to realize this. Uh, She says that even if Anemone survives, you know, being turned into a bomb, uh, I can see her future. She's just going to be worthless, even if she is a magician. But if you just let her explode, then we would have at least gotten something interesting out of her. And Ginka fires back with, you haven't changed. You're the same as ever. And as he's saying this, each of the parts that he's been cut into has a face and they're all Kage Bunshin attacking her with punches and dive attacks and stuff. Yes. And she gets knocked backwards. She manages to dispel at least one of the Ginka clones, possibly more, uh, Because even though King is able to lay in some hits, her eye is giving her, you know, powerful foresight and stuff. So she is uh, really difficult to touch. Someone with the foresight eye ability, finding someone who can summon clones where I've seen this before. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Press Prince, I believe. Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. uh, One episode. Season six got weird. Uh,
1: (laughs) They were running out of ideas after a while.
0: (laughs) I couldn't believe it when when Carlton finally unlocked the Mangekio Sharingan
1: dude I you know I thought the season where they gave them all superpowers was weird but you know it ended up being pretty good episodes you know towards the end Yeah, once the writers figured out what to do (laughs)
0: Uh, I'm imagining
1: Uncle Phil rolling up his sleeve and having like 17 Sharingan eyes embedded in his arm he's like what were you saying Will (laughs)
0: oh god um so Shahrazad says like oh you know if you're i keep on knocking my headphones out she she says look <laughs> that's uh, a weird I... thing for her to say god damn it <laughs> <laughs> she kind of mocks Ginkgo over his appearance and ginka says oh, yeah so i guess it's not how you expected me to look is it hey you didn't see that coming did you miss foresight fuck Ooh. you yeah. yeah got her uh, he dashes towards her uh, and Gink and like, oh, come on, you're, mo- you're hardly moving all. I can easily see you. But Gink says as like weird shapes sprout out of his horns that look like his head. Uh, look, just because someone isn't good enough today doesn't mean that they won't have changed by tomorrow. And he is thinking about his uh, good student, Luna, and how hard she worked in order to be an actual mage while he watched over her training. Uh, and meanwhile, his body is changing. And he says, you know, as for me, I've seen it time and time again. And she hears that realizes, wait, Ginka's body is constantly being broken down and then being reborn. And Ginka dashes around her laying in attacks from all sides. And he says, if you don't fear changing yourself, then magic is infinitely flexible. You could do anything you want it to do. Uh, and Jerizai gets a flashback. She thinks about the first time that we met Ginka. Uh. And uh, we we don't get a good look at him at all. He's not only shoved around the corner, but there's like a candle in the foreground cutting him off, and then also incense in the foreground who's yeah. hiding <laughs> there's like the three layers of like no, you can't see him.
1: <laughs> you can't see his character's face yet. We don't want you to see it yet.
0: Also, there's just randomly this giant dude hang out with Shahrazad just oh, his, yeah, yeah, his cock gr- chef yeah Jeff. <laughs> dude
1: Jeff rules dude I know Shahrazad kind of sucks but Jeff works like Jeff's worth that relationship
0: uh, and Shahrazad thinks about you know the first time that they met and uh, thinks to herself you know is that is it because he was just the first other genius of my caliber that I met yeah that's probably it like my genius alone is enough for this world although I suspected a day would come when he would stand in my way And that day did come. And uh, we see the aftermath of a battle between the two of them where uh, Ginka, who's looking kind of demonic in silhouette in this one shot, uh, says, yeah, I kind of wondered what you've been up to. Uh, Seemingly discovered her experimentations and stuff too late to help out Anemone, Um, which gives us a bit of a timescale of stuff that happened and uh, possibly uh, also indicates that, uh, you know, Sheherazad... Actually, probably more indicates that Sheherazad conducted multiple rounds of experiments uh, and just got stopped one time by, by, by a Ginka. Uh, this also is the thing that caused her to lose her eye, which is why she's got the eye patch now. And uh, yeah, so Gig is like, this is your weakness. You've already convinced yourself that you're the best. So now you can no longer surpass yourself. And that's why this time I won because I kept on growing. Uh, and Sharazade admits, like, yeah, I do love myself. I was fond of my left eye, I'll never forgive him for taking it." So then she turns into a thing. Uh, it's a scary thing. Yeah. With a brain for a butt. <laughs> she,
1: she went uh, eldritch horror, which is fine. Sometimes you gotta girl Jeez. boss it and just fucking just go straight Lovecraft, it's fine.
0: Um, And she says, like, look, if you're going to glorify slow and steady progress, then a mistake gets born into the world. Whereas every mistake I behold, I rearrange and recompose. And she starts to change the building around her. So it's just made of corpses and stuff. Uh, But as she does this, another Ginka split off, grabs her braid from behind and, and holds her in place. And she realizes, like, oh. He didn't get split into three when I carved him up before he actually spread a fourth version when I wasn't looking. Uh, She gets punched up into the air. Uh, She recovers and summons a giant fuck off needle thing. Uh, And she says, like, look, the gods are lazy because there are too many errors in this world. So I'll become a god and correct them. So, you know, she's she feels pretty good about herself. She's got a she's got a healthy ego. Um, and Ginka keeps on berating her. He starts to look badass. And then his body gets blown the fuck apart by the needle. Uh, and Sherizade's like, this is over. I've seen through everything. And the building is falling apart around them. Remember, they're in a planetoid right now. Uh, a crack opens up uh, and Ginka's body seems to fly out of it. Sheherazade lands on the edge of the giant the thing that she is just broken apart. And then Ginka appears behind her and cuts through her body uh, with his slashy arm, cuts her arm off uh, to take away her, her wand. And Ginka again, she's like, did you see that coming? Ah! Ah, there is another, another one of me. Yep. Uh, and sherazad realizes like, oh, he split himself into five copies, not four. But I do like what how Giga follows up on this because he says, like, how do you know it wasn't six or a hundred? You need to doubt yourself more. Uh Sheherazad immediately like summons spider thread and stitches her body parts back together in an instant because magic! Woo! Uh, but she admits herself, like shit, I'm, I'm really weakened now. I need to get back to Sagittarius and recharge. And she slips on some ice and falls to her knees because while she and Ginka were fighting, Anemone and Luna set up a trap for her and she falls prone directly at Anemone's feet. And uh, that seems to be the end of the fight. There you go. Nice. It's a very exciting chapter. A lot of cool stuff happened and there were some cool visuals.
1: Yeah, like I, I, I mean, you got to give props to the way it ends with her bowing now in front of... Uh... Anemone. Anemone. Yeah, that's her name. Uh, It's a cool moment. Yeah, definitely. I like the construction of it.
0: Yep, And uh, it seems like we'll get a bit of closure for Anemone uh, with this upcoming confrontation.
1: Indeed we will. But now, Nick, it (sighs) is time. Like a little wipe he did. Nick, I just want to state for a record what this all is previously like last month we set up a bet one minute for nick to guess a wrestler if he got more right than wrong he won a free pizza but if he got more wrong than right our audience got to pick our next recommendation now that pick is at the time of this locked in i've seen the results there is a winner but it all comes down to this nick for all the morgues, can you guess this wrestler? Well, golly way? gee, Quinn, I sure hope so. <laughs> all right, Nick, are you ready? I have the wrestler. Ready. All right. And go.
0: Are they an active wrestler? No. Male? Yes. Have they wrestled in WWE? Yes. Did they wrestle in WWE during the Attitude Era? Uh, No. No. Uh, did they start wrestling in WWE in the 2000s? Yes. Okay. In the 2000s. Uh, they're no active. Were they wrestling in the 2010s? No. Okay. Have they won a... Oh, man. That's a very narrow window. Were they wrestling somewhere before WWE? Not really, no. Wow. That's a very narrow window. Okay. Uh, did they win a tag team championship? Yes. World championship? No. Uh, any singles championship?
1: Nope.
0: All right. Uh, were they part of Team Angle? <laughs>
1: they were not a part of Team Angle.
0: Okay. Uh, did they team up with a future world champion?
1: No. No. All right, Nick. That is it. It comes oh my down God. to your final guess here.
0: A tag team wrestler, yes, who was in WWE in only the 2000s, yes, but did win a tag team championship. Uh-huh. And they're no longer active.
1: No so. longer an active wrestler. I'll I will say to to give one piece of context. We said did they wrestle after 2010? They did technically wrestle, just not in any major promotion.
0: Okay. Okay all right i think i might okay i definitely have an idea the problem is that there were so many terrible tag team champions in the 2000s <laughs> <laughs> uh, never teamed with a future world champion but they do my thoughts keep on being drawn to eugene <sighs> i think that's who i gotta go with gotta go with eugene Lock it in. I I need you to
1: hold your hand out like you're putting a key in the ignition and turn it as you lock that answer in.
0: Okay, well, one last clarification. This was like this is a single member of a tag team. Yeah, this is is not a group. This is a single wrestler. Okay. Tag Team Champion of 2000. Yeah, I'm going to go with that.
1: All right, give me that hand, put in that key, and turn it. (laughs) Nick, I am sorry. It was not Eugene. We were, in fact, looking for Rosie, who tag-teamed with the Hurricane before ultimately, unfortunately, passing in the late 2010s.
0: They were a tag-team wrestler, and they did start. They did. Yeah, 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 that all fits. Okay. I was trying to think of a way that I could be like, I don't know if that's correct. (laughs) Well, Nick, I have some good news for you. Listen, I'll have you know that the Hurricane did win a world championship (laughs) in some minor B-league promotion. So technically. That is true. He he was the
1: AFL WC champion or something properly. Nick, it is unfortunate you lost. However, I do have good news for you. Because you've lost... You will be reading Earth Child as your next recommendation.
0: What's this? You, <laughs> we, Quinn. <laughs> oh, wait, <laughs> we have to do it. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> this isn't right. This isn't fair. <laughs> oh, man, Rosie. God damn.
1: I tried to pick someone that's who, a hard
0: one, dude. I
1: tried not to pick someone crazy hard, but I was like, I feel like he's going to think Hurricane. I tried to reverse engineer the Luchasaurus one that you got. I was mm-hmm. like, because if I had been thinking of fucking Jungle Boy, then you would have never gotten it. I was like, I'm going to take the other side of the tag team that I really liked.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, and unfortunately, the stuff, the questions I was asking eliminated Hurricane from the equation I completely. I also
1: so. really expected you to ask, are they dead? Because you've done that a lot and I've never had a dead wrestler. I should and oh, I, I? And I was like. I yeah, didn't think
0: to do that. I was like, yeah. maybe
1: that'll give it to him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, God, because the only. Yeah, there are a few tag team champions from that era who are sadly uh, yeah. passed away. Yeah. Rosie, that's a hard one. Jeez. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I uh, admit defeat. I don't feel as bad about this as I thought I would.
1: Oh, so. that's good. Well, it's be even better I when just... we continue this game next year, Nick, for new no, we... crazier stakes. Yeah. yeah, perhaps a car uh, will be involved. <laughs> perhaps <laughs>
0: perhaps uh hang on let me make sure i've actually gotten this written out i've had it in my head for a minute but i do have a okay. puzzle before oh me. okay uh, yet we do have to do this other thing i i, I kind of let us do the big thing first and now this feels like a little bit of a letdown uh <laughs> <laughs> nope there's
1: stakes on this too if i get this wrong uh aliens invade my house like wow <laughs> these stakes really ramp up
0: this is going to be a word a little bit differently. It's less riddle-y, and it's much more actually, like, trivia-focused. Okay,
1: okay. Am, am uh, I still guessing a person? You're still guessing the person,
0: you it? guessing the person okay. but it's much more like, you know, you would hear, like, a an actual trivia tr- tr- question than, like, ooh, poetry-sounding thing. So, yeah. here we go. Despite this paladin's early push... His predestined program with the Phenom never had a prayer.
1: Oh, is this um is this Mordecai?
0: It's Mordecai. Okay.
1: I had to say, Look, I was like, if you had
0: gone for Mordecai, I would have been so upset <laughs> over how obscure it was.
1: I, I tried, I have legitimately thought, I was like, I could do Paul Burchell. I was like, Paul Burchell's fucking God, mean. Fuck. He never won anything in that company. I'd be like, unless Nick asked, were they in a program where they were dating their sister? Dating their sister. <laughs> I was like, you got it. Although that doesn't narrow down it to just one person. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I'm pretty happy with that one. That was That's a, good a good one. Good one, yeah. All right, we move on. No pizza for Nick. All right.
1: Hey, you know what? Hey, spirit giving Nick, I'm still going to get you a pizza.
0: Aw, that feels sheep no i'm gonna get you a pizza
1: it's more for nicole than you you actually don't get to have any nicole was expecting <laughs> the <a> pizza right. <laughs> like you open the door she's like did you get the pizza You're like did you get the pizza? no honey she just,
0: thro- no. just
1: throws just a
0: pan at you <laughs> no quinn got me it stumped me with rosies you idiot why <laughs> she's like you didn't, you didn't think of you didn't think of rosie of three minute warning <laughs> she's like we
1: went over three minute warning last night how did you not get this I told
0: you to study up on them <laughs> And their long and illustrious career In WWE <laughs> Oh god Hextuple P Chapter 63 When I thought I'd dance in the sky Alright Sora Chica You're a weird one it's just, it's just Sora Chica Being weird For a whole chapter yeah. Talking about how he doesn't understand things and just doesn't understand his general surroundings. He flashes back to being a little kid. And even though, like, not even knowing their, their names, knowing the names of these things. And one time he just went up to the person p- playing piano at a fancy dinner party and just going, Santa's our parents. Yeah.
1: I love this and, shit. Uh, and like there was a moment where I was like holy shit kids read this manga they're gonna find it i was like there is not a child alive who is still reading ppp there is not a child alive (laughs) young (laughs) enough to believe santa's still real that was like gonna stumble upon it in this magazine i refuse to believe it
0: um yeah so i
1: love this dude too he's just like oh when i get home i had to buy presents for my kids. just like no one's like
0: that was a weird kid (laughs) yep uh, but he kind of understands what's going on in this guy's head because he's playing the piano and he's playing piano at a Christmas party. So he's thinking about like, oh, I got to buy gifts for the kids. Uh, it's a secret that Santa's presents come from us. Ooh! So immediately is like, Santa's not real. It's our parents. Uh, but this was kind of a moment where he realized he could learn about things that others couldn't through sound. Um, but then he came across all this other stuff that really confused him. Uh, Like, just being like, I wonder what this is called. And he found out like, oh, this leaf is from a tree, but there's so many trees. Uh, It's fun to know this stuff, but no matter how much I learn, there's just so much I still don't know. And I can only learn so much while I'm alive. When I die, I'm going to be thinking about how I couldn't learn everything and how bored I am. He's three. He's, like. he's,
1: he's older than that, but it is tragically young for this kid to be really dealing with the existentialism of life.
0: Yeah. And uh, so, you know, he looks down at Lucky and he starts to say, like, hey, you know, Santa's not real, but Lucky says, what'd you ask for? And Sora just says, wood and blocks. And then he goes to play the piano and like, Santa doesn't exist. Santa doesn't exist. <laughs> Uh and as he's playing the piano, the piano talks back to him? What? Uh but uh he looks over at Lucky, who's also playing piano next to him, and uh he's got you know thoughts in his head like this is fun, this is soft, this is pitiful, mediocre. Oh no, oh no, the trauma has started early. (laughs) He's been told that his piano playing is mediocre already.
1: Yeah, he's Ugh. he's like 3 or 5 years old and he's just already getting emotionally crushed. Yeah. This is not a good thing.
0: So Sorochika looks at Lucky and says, "Hey, did you just say is that so?" And Lucky's like, "I didn't say that." But as they're playing together, the piano starts going, "Hey, hey, I heard you." Um and uh Sarachika starts to say, "I think that this is your genius, Lucky." And Lucky's like, like, I didn't hear anything. You're crazy. And uh, look, I'm, you know, I'm the mediocre one. I'm the only mediocre sibling. So I don't know what you're talking about. And then the guy interrupted because I guess Raijiro came to.
1: Yeah, Raijiro was like, hey, it's, Lucky, play with me.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Uh, so sorry, I, like I like their
1: doorways. It's a fancy place. Yeah, the bricks, it's nice.
0: Sarachika is convinced like I thought I heard a voice and the feelings I heard from Lucky's piano were already mysterious and fun and I got even more interested in that voice. I played piano with Lucky and talked to the voice a lot and then you know he well, they just talked about weird stuff like the heart moves even while we sleep and the piano is like interesting Curious Sarachika
1: Give me your parents' credit card number.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> I was need... gonna say, I was gonna say something, Eldridge, but sure. Just...
1: <laughs> Give me the three numbers on the back
0: now. I have a loot box to sell you. It might be really, really good, or it might be shit. But either way, you need your credit, your parents' credit card yeah. number.
1: <laughs> hey, kids, you want Fortnite skins? What's Fortnite? <laughs> get the skins, and then I'll tell you. <laughs> You could play uh, as Rick from Rick and Morty. What's that? <laughs> Just
0: do it. <laughs> um. And uh, eventually, as they were, t- he was talking with the piano. The piano went sniff. And Sorachika's like, "Are you okay? Are you crying?" And the piano said, well, "I'm all right. Thank you for talking to me." And Sorachika says, "Well, where are you? A place of nothingness. A dark place. A place that moves toward death." Remember when this body almost drowned in the ocean during summer break? It's just like that. Like drowning in the ocean and sinking. That's what it feels like. I wonder what happens when we die. He's like six. Stop this. Please stop this.
1: So wild. Death is the ultimate unknown, so I'm scared. You're like, I am very glad children probably don't read this song. (laughs) Uh,
0: And then in this moment, a light of realization struck Sorachika, and he realized, if I can understand the ultimate, then I don't need to know everything. I'm looking forward to dying. I made a a snap decision about my
1: psyche at six years old and maintained it all the way into my adulthood. And I'm proud of this
0: fact. Like, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, man, this chapter's. I don't know what this chapter is. I don't know if it's sad, but it's not pleasant. I mean, Uh, and it's. (laughs) I don't say it's not certainly
1: not heartwarming, but it is introspective into what makes Sora Chica the way he is, which, like, I think does a lot to, like, expand his philosophy in the world. Um, It's it's, it's just a heavy philosophy we will have to deal with. Uh, Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, and also i think there was a part of me too that's not sure if it's i i I didn't read it as the piano that's talking i read it as um it's inner lucky yeah that thing so i I believe that's also explaining why he has such like a curious obsession with lucky and letting Mm -hmm. out venom lucky or whatever we're calling him
0: (laughs) more (laughs) lucky more (laughs) lucky it's more been out I know nothing about that movie except that it has Jared Leto in it. There are memes about it. And it's about Morbius, the Spider-Man villain. Yeah. Well, in theory. Well, in theory, it's about him. Well,
1: Nick, prepare yourself because next year we get Craven, The other got to got to crave more Kraven. I forgot that that was going to happen. Yeah. God, like.
0: Just because Venom was popular doesn't mean everything's going to be guys.
1: (laughs) Hey, and they're doing the Spider Weaver movie, or not Spider Weaver. Madam Web. Web. Yeah, Madam Web movie.
0: Like, I don't know if every character in the Spider-Man mythos needs their own movie.
1: Nope, Uncle just... Ben movie. It's going to show him, I don't know, working at like a sandwich shop or something. Well,
0: like that. I mean, I mean, there is uh, there is apparently an Alfred Pennyworth series that has been going for several seasons now. So I guess that you, you, could, you could do anybody if they're popular. If, yeah. if the
1: if the base superhero they're based on is popular. Enough. There's no one out there who's just like. You know, fucking give me a a yellow jacket series. Like, where's my Larceny Beetle <laughs> exclusive series? Like, like, Ant Man doesn't have that clout to carry his whole like fucking Rogues Gallery up with him, but Spider Man, he could do it.
0: I admittedly would probably actually take a Sandman uh, kind of thing because Sandman's actually like got some, you know, complex characterization. He's not just you know. A vampire. So- <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, Nick, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna name off some Spider-Man villains. You tell me if you'd be excited to watch a right. show about Light- them. All right,
0: lightning round. Lightning round. Here we go. Uh, a show, a show specifically a TV.
1: Yeah, show. we'll say TV show. uh okay. Two seasons minimum. uh Green Goblin. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Right, Doctor Octopus. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vulture.
0: Probably not.
1: Uh, Scorpion. <laughs> no (laughs) Uh, apparently someone just called kangaroo
0: (laughs) yes so kangaroo is a member of the legion of losers uh, just one (laughs) of the joke villains in spider mans repertoire maybe if you did a show about like all of his loser villains and did a comedy maybe that could work kangaroo himself no uh
1: tombstone (laughs) i forgot about
0: i'm not gonna we're not gonna top that moving (laughs) on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh uh, mashall magic and bustles. hey
1: bud yeah sorry uh mashall i got a cat who uh, is very interested in what's going on right now uh this is mashall chapter 138 mash burned it, and the magic of mirrors he's doing big stretches magic of mirrors magic of mirrors uh, so we have, uh, doom who's like, yeah, you suck. And the mash was like, Hey, stop putting your weird expectations on me. Like that's, right. that's, that's very uncool. We're not,
0: we're, I'm not your girlfriend.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they start getting into a sword fight and some back and forth is kind of going on. And he's like, oh, I'm not even using my full power. The chest in between us should be clear. And mash is like, uh, huh." drops his weights, giant big explosion thing. He goes into his extra mode. And then he grabs, he's, he has like a big container and he's points some stuff out of it. And Doom's like, what is that? And he's like, creatine. And he goes on to explain what creatine is. He's like, are you, are you doping? He's like, no, it's a supplement. How dare you? Uh, Goes in, he's apparently. Doom is so fast now, he can create like two versions of himself. But Mash sees where it's going and he moves, he opens his mouth. It's clear he's going to try to grab it with his teeth. So Doom just pulls the blade up just a little bit. Instead, it's going to gouge Mash's eyes out. Everyone's like, What's going on? And they're like, Wait, has anyone else noticed that the blade isn't moving and it's stuck right in front of Mash? And they're like, Holy shit. It's using his eyelids to block the blade of the strongest magic user around? Uh, Doom is just like, unbelievable. I shall force my blade through. How strong are his eyelids? I can't even get an inch on him. What power lurks in those ocular muscles? Uh, Mash, like, separates the distance before him. He's like, you fool, did you forget your previous attacks had nothing against me? Not even the strongest spear in the world can piece me when it pierce me when I'm at 90% power. god all you like, but you cannot harm me if victory will never be yours. And then Mash just slams him with an elbow and Mash's like, did you know the elbow is the hardest, sharpest part of the body? And Mash is just, Arfin's just like, none of this even makes the slightest bit of sense what's happening. And Mash is like, and my elbow hurts more than the strongest spear. And just starts slamming him with his elbows over and over. Uh, but finally, Doom's like, you're tough. I had honestly begun to worry that no one in my life would allow me to release my strength full on. Thank you. 100%. And what we see in this two-page spread can't even be described as a person. It's just sort of like a mass of tendrils or muscles maybe like a creepy tree of muscles I don't really know uh, and everyone's like holy shit holy shit And except for Mash it's like ah I got sand in my eyes I can't see <laughs> and that's chapter so now both of them are
0: blind yeah assuming it's a tree of muscles does that mean it's the tree of might Ah, uh, it could be yeah.
1: well you know what Magic the Gathering has needed a red tree for the longest time so it's going to say that it's a tree of perdition and all that sort of stuff. So it makes sense.
0: I didn't really care for this chapter <gasps> all that much. Honestly, I I don't know. I, I I think that the joke of like, oh, mash is so strong that his eyelids are, are super strong. It's like, yeah, it's like it's different. I didn't really think it was very funny. So yeah. it's just eh. So
1: I did find the creatine part funny where he's like, it's not doping. It's a supplement. hmm. Don't use creatine, kids. Uh, or don't use it unless you really do research into it, because that can be an addiction. Uh, hmm. Alright, let's let's uh, let's carry on our way with Sons.
0: So, last time, the Elusive Samurai, which is now uh, chapter 92, scolding 1335, established, oh man, Tadayoshi is an amazing politician and, and sees the big picture and everything. Shit at warfare, though. And uh, everyone in the uh, freaking unit is talking about that as they're making their way towards Kamakura, and they're like, "Oh, but you know, like uh, the, they, their their defenses are such that even a clueless general could withstand a siege. Uh, so we might be in trouble here." And then they meet uh, Tadayoshi well outside of Kamakura, and they're like, "Why would he leave Kamakura to defend at this tiny river? Maybe he's just an idiot at warfare." <laughs> Uh, but uh Tokiyuki has a flashback to when you know the uh when uh the Ashikagas were servants of his father and how he would have his you know chasing competitions with uh with the Takauji and uh during one of them uh Tadayoshi showed up and to you know say like hey you know he's he, he, our master is waiting you at the, at the mansion and uh so he's and he, you are know, just kind of impressed upon him, like, you know, it was his duty and he had to, you know, do serious business stuff. And tokyuki even as a kid, while looking at Tadayoshi, thought to himself, he is courteous, but his eyes are cold. I never knew what he was thinking. And uh, so uh, Tadayoshi just rides out by himself and. Uh, kind of under a banner of peace type type of deal, so he just rides up to, to address them, and everyone's like, what the fuck? He's just going out to meet us? And he rides straight up to Tokiyuki, and uh, Genba says, Should, sh- sh- shouldn't we capture him? And they're like, no, their commander boldly rode forth, so we can only stand in admiration. And I, mean, I guess that's it. I mean, it's it's just it's just I I think it's just old like timey, not considered
1: old timey rules, Nick. You can't fight them.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it's the fact that it's like, no, look at what a man he is, riding out like an idiot. It's like no, no, it's like courtesy and stuff and whatever. But so Tari- T- uh addresses tokyuki and he says, you know, I when I uh, talks about just kind of stuff and he says you know you you've awakened and cultivated them into pow- uh, uh oh yoroshige you know, talks about like oh i saw the you know the people you awakened into powerful warriors and stuff and then Tadayoshi says oh well thank you uh, but, I, but i'm unskilled in military conflict so i must rely on my glib tongue for negotiation and i <laughs> so kojiro says yeah you should have waited kamakura And Yorishige says, no, the guy the narrative said was an idiot is actually a strategic genius! Because, you see, the defenses of Kamakura did fall, and Tadayoshi realized that, and realized his defenses were useless, and was the first person to realize that, so he's not entirely unskilled. So, alright, um, nice to... Establish that and then immediately reverse it in a way that's not really all that satisfying to have reversed, but okay. But then Tadayoshi just looks at Tokyuki and says, uh, you need to surrender. I will intervene with the Mikado and spare your life. And Yorishige, uh, you should return to Shinato and issue an apology and I'll ask for leniency for you. And tokyuki of course, gets really pissed off. And like, you think we're going to surrender now? my clan is dead because of your rebellion there is war because of your actions i trusted the ashikaga and you betrayed me and this is clearly played right into tadayoshi's hands because he says oh, i see then take responsibility for trusting me by paying for it and he just verbally goes on about just cutting tokyuki down saying look The the betrayal and deaths that resulted from it are your responsibility. To trust is a sublime but burdensome gambit. And you go to war for personal reasons, which is typical of you, of you, Hojo, who prioritized your own concerns over reason. Because of your self-serving rule, you have lost the respect of all the warriors in the land. And he just does all this in front of all of Tokuyuki's troops and... Yoshiki realizes that if you kind of watch the conversation from a distance, it really looks like there's an adult just chastising a naughty child, and it's really, really bad for them. Toki realizes this, you know, too late, but he also but he realizes, look, if I lose this verbal confrontation, I'm gonna lose this battle. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Ashikaga forces are also sneaking through bushes in order to do some stuff. You okay there, Quinn? <laughs>
1: Professor Pants is being cute, but now he's being funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you trusted him, and will, you will pay for that betrayal. <laughs> he, he's really,
1: he's really in the biting kind of mood right now.
0: Uh so it turns out that this whole thing is is twofold. It's not just so that Tadashi can, you know, embarrass Tokyo in front of his forces. It's so that he can buy time for them uh, to sneak up close and do a sneaky sneak thing. So Tokiyuki regains himself and he says, Takaoji often praised you, his younger brother and laughed when you were around him. And I envied how close you were. So now you know how I feel having lost my brother too. And so he just, you know, points at uh, Toki- at uh, Tadeyoshi accusing him and says, tell me what is so righteous about your cause, which is compared to all the stuff that Tadeyoshi said to him, not nearly so impressive but he's not completely backing down and that's the point so presumably there will be more of a rebuttal from Tokuki to come
1: yeah I like that like the way of like uh, framing it like it's a child being scolded by an adult and like they're like shit like this cannot be the way this interaction goes down because it will demoralize this entire army if that's the way this this interaction goes down
0: Everyone would say, like, what the fuck am I doing following this naughty kid into battle? This is stu- this is pointless and stupid. Yes.
1: Exactly. Uh, OK, uh, I am freed from the cat at, for the moment. So I will be able to focus a little bit more when I talk about bit. Black Clover, page 346, 5 Zetton. So uh, a bunch of the local townspeople are watching this big fight happen from afar. They could see the five headed dragon. I do like this is terrifying. The legends are true. But hey, like, we wouldn't have survived if we hadn't been evacuated by the Shogun's orders, so, like, what are they gonna do? And, like, we see an old man who's like, the Shogun and the Ryuzen 7 they will handle it somehow! And we cut over to the Ryuzen 7 who are having their fight, and Achika being like, you're going in too far without a plan, Keizokaku, to dodge, basically, one of the attacks. And, uh... We we have sister who's like, oh, what incredible magic. But are you sure you should be fighting me, though? And we see that the destruction that's being leveled by this big dragon. And it's like, yeah, you got to do something advance this dragon. Uh, and we cut to a flashback as a chica is like, no, it won't. we have an all-seen lord on our side. And we cut to when uh, the master was like, hey, we're about to be under attack. And we're gonna be fighting three of Lucius's Master Luscious's henchmen. Uh, (laughs) They're called paladins, though. One's a water space uh, yujutsu user, Uh, one's an ice yujutsu user, and the last one has magic that can control magical creatures. And they're gonna release the five headed dragon. They're like, all right, well, let's go settle this now. It's like, I do kind of like it. We just get Ryuzen, who's just like, nah, we gotta save people first. (laughs) uh reason's not his name is it a uh, ryuya ryuya yeah, sorry uh Ryu is like nah we gotta save people first if we fight them without laying any groundwork no matter what we do there's going to be victims and these people can even raise the dead so we might just end up creating more paladins for them in the process What well, we should be thinking about are the lives of the people so let's go clear everybody out of the Goshu and then tackle the enemy there them and the five-headed dragon both and like, can we handle an opponent like that? Like, yeah, sure. Together you're the biggest, baddest enemy ever. But, or he's like, sure, it's the biggest, baddest enemy ever. But I believe in you. If anyone can take these guys down, it's you. So the five members of, or I guess it's Yeah, there's five. Uh, sorry, the Blood Knight wasn't in that shot. And I was like, wait, there's supposed mm-hmm. to be five of them. Uh the five members of the uh seven group are like, all right, let's do this, but we just get a collage of basically each member of the group using a special technique to take out one of them. So blood night girl uses uh, a snow attack pervert monk guys, like makes a big earth monk basically and punches them. Uh, Mask guy has wind techniques. Uh, Rule 63 luck uses lightning. <laughs> and uh, then the Chica uses her dark jujutsu and cuts the head off. The last one's like, boom, we've solved the problem of the five headed dragon. The using Seven will never yield.
0: Yeah, it's a nice, uh, quick action chapter just to kind of show off what some of these people can do. Um, I hope that one of them was light attribute though; otherwise, the five-headed dragon will not be destroyed by battle. So.
1: Yeah, uh, that's a big problem. Now, uh, Nick, if you were to design a Yu-Gi-Oh card based off this creature, what would it? What would it be?
0: It can't be good. It doesn't look uh, it. it I don't really like the design of this five headed dragon in particular very much. I think that there's a little bit, it's, it's faces look too human. Uh, if you get what I mean, I do the eyes that, yeah. are kind the eyes are kind of too big and the faces are like too humanly expressive. So I don't know. I feel like it'll be, it will be one of those types of things that like, it has an effect that it essentially is like, Oh, you, it's got, Five thousand attack, and it can attack five times per turn. But it's like, in order to summon this monster, you need to like, you need to basically put your uh, your knee behind your ear, like kind of. It and it's just like, well, no one will play this ever. It, no. it's, so it looks cool on paper, and it's like, no, never, don't play this. So,
1: all right, Nick, let's finish it up with One Piece.
0: It's chapter 1070 of One Piece, the strongest form of humanity.
1: We got a cover page with Mads. Do you remember? Do you know anybody on that page, Nick? No. Okay, well, you know Vegapunk because he has the giant yes, head. Yes, yes. <laughs> He's kind of unmistakable. There are four other people on, the, on there. I will say this. the The one to the far right we should know, but we do know the other three people that are there.
0: okay if you say so
1: okay so the person to the immediate left with the horns that's caesar clown is it yeah remember he had, he okay. had like the little horns the one to the right immediately is judge sanji's dad okay and then the one to the far left this one is that is that moria no that's a good guess though uh that is queen uh, presumably before he turned himself into a bionic fucking brontosaurus, because
0: okay. <laughs> of the earring. Okay, we, Jeez. we we we
1: knew these these three were all members of this group called Mads with Doctor Eggpuck. Now, the person to the far right, we don't know. Uh, the growing theory is that it's Stussy, who seems to mm. have some level of knowledge of this group and also doesn't have a ton right. detailed about her. But yeah, that's 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 that group.
0: This has been your Weekly Monk Recap One Piece lore dump. So, uh, so last time in One Piece, I don't think we covered this chapter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the axe boy, uh, according to Luffy, has been punched the fuck out of by Luchi, who th- realized, like, well, you're the one who's controlling the Seraphim, so if I kill you... Then their control will default to us. So I'm just going to do that. Fortunately, he's not super dead. Um, and uh, Lucy's like, God, you, you're, I need you, go to sleep. I need you to go to sleep. So the sheriff <laughs> so <so> <laughs> pay attention to me. Uh, but Luffy this time interferes. And um, I'm not sure exactly what he does. He, I guess kicks it's hard to tell from all the weird angles changing honestly but he knocks lucia way away yeah uh and uh in doing so i guess he kind of spun him around because he's tasmanian deviled himself and it, and since he's in his gear five f- super cartoony form you i can't stop he can't stop spinning look at his eyes swirl around the, the tornado fun uh Jim Bay and Chopper are trying to get his attention. And they're like, come on, we need we need to take we need to take uh we need to take uh Vegapunk six. Vegapunk three? Five. Four. Five, right. Oh, we need to take her over to main Vegapunk so that you know she won't die, basically. But Luffy is spinning so fast that he drills himself into the ground.
1: <laughs> I love that. That's a great detail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was an entire Sega Genesis game based on that uh aliens came to abduct taz from the looney tunes and you had to drill through the ground to like get different places and escape
0: their alien traps Hmm.
1: it was hard i never beat it it was such a hard fucking game
0: i do remember there being some tasmanian devil games yes but i don't remember that one so their seraphims start wreaking havoc uh and uh Stusty says, like, yeah, they're they're still only children right now. So that's a bad sign. So they're going to be super powerful. Uh, Frankie gets upset because he realizes that Jimbei is using the swim, swim fruit powers. And he says, that power belongs to my brother from another mother in the Don Quixote family, Senor Pink.
1: I love it. It's such a sweet little moment. Because he thinks that Senor Pink is He's dead. He's like, my friend.
0: Uh, but, uh, yeah, so Vegapunk th- three, four, four, uh, I'm so- four. sorry, which one is it? The giant robot-y one, so.
1: Oh, the, those two I forget, I I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah,
0: so. uh, he says, well, no, he's currently a prisoner in Impel Down, and so like, wait, so you made the same Devil Fruit and... We get into, like, devil fruit lore, which I...
1: (laughs) We didn't actually talk about this, because this was a reveal in last chapter. The growing theory for devil fruits is that people wish them into existence, because they are ways they want their body to change, which opens so many questions. Some motherfucker was like, I want to be a human, and boom, now Chopper's Fruit exists.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. So, they say... Only Zoan-type devil fruits can be produced artificially if we rule out Caesar's smile aberrations. And Nami says, which you should, he deserves to die, which is a great little aside. Like that. So he says, virtually all fruits of that type, even the special ones, can probably be recreated with vast amounts of money and time, though I haven't confirmed if they can awaken. I tried everything I could think of with Logias, but they proved too difficult. For Pyramethia types, or I found that as long as you have the user's bloodline yeah. elements, you can synthesize and administer a special kind of blood to confer those powers to others. That is the liquid running through their arms. Green blood! And we get a zoom in on some of the Seraphim's arms where there's like big canisters of yes. green blood flowing around. Uh, so Hancock uses the Love Love Fruit Powers. Uh, we don't need. Syrup, we
1: don't need to dwell on the implications of this. In fact, nope. I'm head canoning nope. that her fruit works differently now. If you just have a strong enough spirit, that's how you resist it. Everyone else just gets turned to stone, and that's why it's happening. And the reason they have hearts for eyes is uh, because they all just came from a Valentine's Day party, and they all had <laughs> the glasses on still, which were like heart shaped uh, and infused with their faces.
0: Uh, yeah so Vegapunk keeps on talking about how awesome the Seraphimari says that they are the strongest form of humanity right now and Nami realized like oh so they got rid of the seven warlords because they're this powerful and they can theoretically be perfectly controlled instead of having to make deals with these pirates that you can't really trust uh, for very long um, that all happens uh, we cut over to where fight is still going on involving uh, Luchi and others. Uh, Lucci seems to be, like, getting into it up until Luffy re-emerges from the ground with a giant head. He becomes... Going, ah!
1: Straight up. I forget who I saw tweet this, but he literally said it as perfectly. Luffy just straight up becomes a cuphead boss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he chomps down on Lucci and well he tries to he, he misses and instead eats the ground beneath him so then he smashes his cheeks that have puffed out with the rubble and spits it out like bullets
1: it's so uh, wild seeing people fight gear 5 luffy
0: yep he gum gums a like uh, tube re- one of those like tube delivery system things and slingshots himself back And then because he realizes, oh, I got to do something cool, he turns some of his hair into sunglasses (laughs) and stabs them into face
1: i legitimately because i knew one day we were gonna get like once they revealed that like double fruits gonna awaken i was like all right luffy's gonna get like a devil fruit like because he has a rubber power turns the world into, like rubber around him so i thought it'd be stuff like this like he would turn stuff that's like structured into something he can bounce off of never in my wildest dreams did i think he would do something as cool as to take a piece of his hair and turn it into goggles so he can like <laughs> fucking rocket himself across the scene <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah uh Lucy didn't see that coming he gets his entire rib cage turned into um a, a, a blister going through his back uh and is like jesus christ why is he getting so much force i feel my mind slipping away from me um people are still running around uh uh chopper and Jinbei are still trying to uh rescue their you know carry-ons uh and uh a Hancock Seraphim points them towards the vacuum rocket and Jinbei takes just a moment to go oh thank you you're a much nicer Hancock and Hancock gets all sun with him just like I'm following orders shut up
1: I like that it all does right? show that they maintain some level of their personality they're not just they're robots, not
0: just robots yeah. Yeah. yeah except for Kuma he's a robot so. <laughs> literally I should yeah. say so there's also, I, I really love the detail of there is a voiceover safety system for when they get on the vacuum rocket. It's like, please keep all hands and feet inside the vehicle. Um, Luffy manages to get on the ship just in time. Uh, and they take off as Luffy, you know, goes back, goes into his old man side effect form. Uh, just as bonnie comes to and is like what happened what what happened to you so she's doing just great she's keeping up yep uh they get into the lab and uh there are intruders running around everywhere of course um uh sentumaru um is dead question mark very, very
1: uh, well, you know what I was about to say, very unlikely dead, but then I was like, we did just see like Izo get like stabbed by a dude, and then eventually they cut to his fucking gravestone, so he might be yeah. dead. I
0: don't know. Uh, yeah, you know, Kaku gives him a little moment to be like, you know, hey, you did a good job here, but it's a shame it had to come to this, so yeah, we fucking killed you. So, uh, Sussy so asks if they're set and points out they're supposed to, you know, wait for the Navy to get here, but Lucci says they're gonna escape if we don't do anything uh everyone's talking with vegapunk just being like why is why are they trying to kill you because you know you're such a huge asset to the government uh the, but he points out like well what if you thought the greatest mind in the world was going to start opposing you uh I mean I wasn't going to do that but yeah um so but Nami says you know if he were to turn against us that'd be bad let's kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Nami's jumping to murder pretty quickly. That sounds about right though. <laughs> yeah. So they bring up, like, oh yeah, Vegapunk's gonna come with us on our ship. Uh, and Nami's like, What? No, he's useless! <laughs> the world's most intelligent man, he's awful. Um so Luffy looks around, the place that there are. Bonnie, of course, is like, you need to put my father back to normal. Uh, and and uh also she's uh, actually uh they're not there yet because uh they just arrived in the ship chopper and luffy and jimbe and bonnie and bonnie's like i'm gonna go fucking get Vegapunk because like his response apparently to me demanding that he put my father back to normal was to unleash swarms of bugs on me so i'm gonna kill him it was like all right fair well, not really fair.
1: She used the weapon that's that summoned the bugs, and he told her not to. It's a prototype.
0: He invented the weapon, therefore still his fault.
1: I have been going after the dude who invented guns with so much legality, I'm like, dude, this is ridiculous. You have been responsible for every single
0: one of these. Oh man. We mean dead for hundreds of years, fuck you coward, face the consequences of your actions yeah,
1: hiding, <laughs> be brave
0: uh, and uh so, now Lucci's group has a bunch of seraphim on their side and it looks like uh this, the navy's showing up and it looks like uh someone kind of dangerous might be showing up with them uh oh, Nick. Who's that character? It's Kizaru. Yeah, yes. Or know this one.
1: Or Borsolano is his his actual name. Kizaru is his no, title. Not, no, no,
0: okay. No, it's no, it's, it's, it's too, <laughs>
1: many,
0: too many syllables. Too many syllables.
1: Uh, All right. Yeah. No. I so mean, that's it. <laughs> I mean, when he even says you send every battleship to Egghead, I mean, it's hard not to see the parallels of Enos Lobby in them fighting a cp group led by rob lucci and then potentially a buster call about to show up to destroy the planet or not the planet uh but the island uh so we'll see let's see what happens here this is this is gonna be wild though
0: yep uh that's the chapter of one piece quinn
1: what's your favorite
0: chapter this week and who is your MVP?
1: Uh, my favorite chapter this week, I'm going to give to, there were a lot of good chapters this week. Um, a lot of really good ones. I think I'm going to give it to Undead Unluck, Uh, just because it was a really solid chapter. I like the ending. I like getting, I, I like the Achika moment so much. Like, it was a lot of, like, little small things. I like getting excited about Volk's uh, Void. Uh, just cool stuff going on. And I kind of want to end the year on the note that I feel like I started on. I'm going to scroll <laughs> yeah. all the way up here. It is. This is a bookend
0: of Undead Unluck. What? Quinn, you liked Undead Unluck this year? Can you, what? I don't know. Once, or, tw-
1: <laughs> Once or twice it managed to squeak in.
0: And this might, be a, this might be a weekly manga recap record for most most selections by a host for a series. Uh my chapter of the week is going to be Ginga and Luna. I really liked the conflict between Ginga and Shahrazad. I like the way that it ends, and I thought there was a lot of cool moments in it. Yeah, very cool. Uh,
1: my character of the week, I'm going to give to Sora Chica from PPPPP. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if it's, like, the coolest character, but, like, I certainly um, have a much more complete idea of that character now, so I, I, I do really appreciate it.
0: I'm going to make my character of the week Asa from Chainsaw Man. That's a good one. I I would have given it to
1: Genji was another option.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I just like how down she is and how vulnerable and how she just opens up and goes on for pages about how she, you know, doesn't get it. and doesn't know what she wants to do with herself. And she actually, I do like how she straight up apologizes to Denji and says why she did so even if he doesn't hear her um, it's a lot more than I kind of was expecting to happen in terms of the honesty levels between them Yes,
1: uh, the audience by the way picked One Piece as their chapter of the week and Sora Chica as their character of the week
0: alright Well, guys, next week we will not be talking about manga. Uh, Well, we won't be talking about manga. We'll be talking about more new manga. Recap manga, yeah. So I think it'll be a good time to do our year end. yearly retrospective talk about some of the stuff that we talked about this year manga
1: recap and maybe we'll still get I
0: guess the wrestler in there Morgs. yeah uh yeah it was the year of morgue no it wasn't
1: (laughs) they were like (laughs) that game that showed up in late november the year of morgue 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 as i pulled like knocking over an ambulance morgue morgue morgue
0: morgue listen guys i don't think you understand how this works if you just push hard enough you can convince a major movie studio that you actually like something (laughs) and they will try and release it. I'm
1: going to get them to release Morbius a third time. Just watch. (laughs) Uh,
0: So uh, we will be doing our annual uh, retrospective. We'll talk about some of the stuff that we've taken as recommendations. We will talk about events that have happened in this year of manga and see if Nick can remember what happened at the beginning of this past year. Uh, given my track record in this entire episode, I have my doubts in terms of my ability to guess and remember things. And uh, we'll start working on Earthchild, I guess. Uh, too.
1: Yeah. Hey, and don't I know some people voted for other things? There was a big competition going in the vote. Actually, there was there was a lot of like hype leading into it. Uh, stay tuned. I think you'll see uh several of the things that were highly voted make it in there uh i'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if i can't make it happen i want to talk right. to the big boss jesus <laughs> 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 j, nice. j- man can we talk about full metal alchemist he's like oh,
0: i don't know weekly manga recaps brought to you by the church <laughs> 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 well, you, didn't you didn't realize this yeah. <laughs> Boom. Most, most religious podcast on the web uh, with, why, um, that's why we're under the religious section uh, the, of- the, the, the bible things and Moses? Uh- <laughs> yeah
1: dude is all about the bible remember fucking bible black that shit fucking was so Christian it was wild <laughs>
0: Weakamaga Recap will return uh, in its usual form in 2023 after we do this annual recap, guys. Thank you for joining us for the show. We record here on Wednesday evenings on twitch.tv slash t, generally starting around 7.30 Eastern time. But to stay updated on when the show goes live, you can follow us on social media, whatever forms of social media that will end up lasting. At uh, T is her. At Nick F. Time is me. At WMR podcast is we and the WMR podcast uh, will send out a notification when the stream goes live, which you can also get via the discord server by joining us. Talk with the rest of the weekly manga recap community, uh, whom, Ninja X3i is currently recruiting to do last-minute nominations for the year-end polls right now for all the audience categories and selections for things. Uh, make your voice heard and say what your favorite, weirdest, etc. moments in manga were for this year. And we'll talk about them.
1: Yeah. Probably. Probably. So. I would say this is also a good time, if you're listening to this episode, you should check uh, my Twitter and the WMR podcast Twitter accounts, assuming Twitter is still uh, operational, uh, because I will likely have retweeted a link so that you can vote for the supplementals that we'll be talking about next week.
0: That's right. And uh, we also want to give special thanks to uh, well, First of all, everyone who has supported us uh, this year has stuck around and uh, in, view- in our viewing experience. I feel like honestly we got like closer to you guys uh, th- this year, and and uh, I really appreciate the support that you have shown us and uh, what we've been doing. Yeah, especially if after
1: you- I released those brain viruses into some of your computers, and it latched itself yeah. through your ear. I'm definitely closer really to good you, you now. You.
0: Yep. Really good of you to just keep it you
1: know, going. I know, I know what advertising data you get now. That's all. That's the whole reason why. I did. <laughs> it was like, I wonder if they get a lot of sneaker ads.
0: <laughs> you were just not for nefarious purposes. You were just curious. i
1: like, ah, that's wild. You guys don't get as many sports betting website ads as I do. That's crazy. I feel like I get them all the time. I just, I've never bet. I just assumed everybody got them.
0: We are on Patreon, patreon.com slash recap. We are on YouTube, youtube.com slash recap if you want to watch the video version of the show. We are also in wherever podcasts can be listened to. Spotify, iTunes, and Recap.podbean.com for the audio version. That video version has some stuff made for us by wonderful people, including Milo Jack Stillings and Lizzie Del Cheddar, who created the opening sequence of the video version of the show. And some videos include art for the thumbnail done by steve man who draws boobs and some of the thumbnails he draws for us cannot be used on youtube but we appreciate him anyway yes
1: he still gets paid for them i just sit there and i'm like this is just something for us to enjoy (laughs) i guess
0: (laughs) And uh, guys, I think that is gonna do it. We will see you all for the annual manga recap. Yeah.
1: next
0: week. <laughs> <laughs> more